What have we here? Good day, Galaxy Rogue Squadron Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in on this delectable day. I'm not, I was going to say a specific day of the week, but you could be listening at any point, so I'm going to leave it up to you to fill in the blank. My name's Mopar. My name's Commander <laughs> Cody. <laughs> uh, we want to give a shout out to everybody who's live with us. We're, we're quickly filling the message boards. Uh, people are filing in. Um, I don't know if message board is the preferred nomenclature anymore. Yeah, whatever the fuck. It's so called you, a live... Did you just say you were not going to swear? You ruined it within 30 I'm seconds. Not, <laughs> well, that's not a... What, what did I say? I don't give a fuck or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> no. But it's, a, it's called right. a live so, chat nowadays. Dude. I'll start it now. I'll start it right now. See if see how many... Uh, we need a counter. We need someone in, in uh, the, the feed to count how many cusses Mopar does. In the live and, chat, it's called. And for every cuss, <laughs> I'm, I'll... I'll cuss some more. You'll, for every um, cuss you do, that's how many beers you have to drink on December 1st. How about that? I'll tell you what. So if you guys don't know <laughs> so already... So now you're just going to purposely cuss up a storm just so you get hammered. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be heading over to the lo- most local... Most local. <laughs> the most local is right there. I can see it. It's right there. <laughs> the most local is kind of right in this area. That's pretty exciting. Real close <laughs> to my facials. Um, uh... <laughs> he just threw me off. I was gonna, I was gonna say um, Mopar's doing sober uh, November. No November. Um, no drink November. I don't know. Oh, I do know why uh, I brought this on uh, sober October from Joe Rogan. It was a good idea. I didn't. Ju- I caught it late, so I was halfway through uh, October. So I figured I'd just push it to November. Um, I'm going strong. I'm still uh, 19 days in. Uh, feeling all right. We're all proud of you, Mopar. Uh, Travis Dunn said, "Damn, Paul, you sure, you sure you're not drinking? Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just hammered. Uh, it's that's that's built into my uh, DNA. Uh, being hammered on uh, Battlefront. I'm hammered, but I'm not drinking. I'm a sober hammered. Uh, if if that makes complete. <laughs> Everybody who's listening has already shut this off, so we might as well just keep going. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, we do want to give a shout out to everybody who's live with us one last time. Uh, thank you guys. It's awesome." Uh, we're going to be doing a uh, full review of Justice League. So we're, this is your spoiler now. Uh, if you're listening and or with us live, uh, please, we will, we'll give you a shout out. We'll probably be doing it uh, in about an hour. Uh, we always like to push that back for the main event. By the time we get through um, everything else. Yeah. And we're doing a lot about the Battlefront 2 campaign. So if you haven't finished the full story mode of that, uh, spoilers there as well. So beware. Yes, yes. Um, and then we want to do a shameless plug. We got a couple plugs. I almost did like three. We got a couple plugs. A couple, three plugs. Uh, first plug is obviously our Patreon. Um, head on over there if you guys are fans of the show. I uh, want to help support the show, help support our non-drinking habits at this point. Um, you can head on over there. And, All the beer uh, pledges are going to me this month. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're actually saving money on beer right now. I'm taking because, one for uh, the team. Um, but you can head on over there. Uh, anything under the sun, we do have, um, like, we, we put it up there that if you do five bucks a month, you're buying us one beer a month. Um, it just helps the show out, push it uh, forward. And you also get extra stuff. So we every Sunday before we, we record live, um, with you guys, we do a special either 
uh, Patreon call with our, our Patreon members and it gets pretty belligerent. Um, and or we do behind the scenes story time with uh, Mopar and Commander. Uh, it gets pretty fun. This week was uh, ingest, ingested with uh, Animal Kingdom nonsense. Um, <laughs> and also anyone so, that does the uh, buy us a beer. Um, what the fuck are those called? Tears. Reward tears. Anyone that buys us a beer through Patreon. We are doing an event for The Last Jedi, and we're giving everyone that comes to the event a poster. So for the patrons that do this tier, if you're not local with us, we'll make sure that you get your hands on one of these custom fan posters as well. And you guys, it's worth it. If you if you if you bump up to the five dollars a month, um, even if it's just for a month, just to get that, I understand. Uh, but it's an awesome uh, poster that we've had local artists working together on. Uh, you guys want this poster? So, I'm showing it here on the uh, feed. So get at, yeah, get a look every, at it. It's amazing. Everybody at that five dollar tier or higher, uh, you guys will be getting that uh, custom poster that the artists have made. Um, Commander, you take it away. Hell uh, yeah. Because we got a new uh, sponsorisms that we're working with that we're really excited Ooh, with. We do. Oh, yes. We're going to talk about Ooh. that now. Ooh. Oh, teeny. So, uh, you teeny, reach out to us. They are a subscription box for Star Wars. They're starting up in December. So, we are trying to spread the word about them. This is the first time we're talking about them. We want to get things ready. So, when they launch right after The Last Jedi, Everyone is on board. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, so it's a subscription box for books for Star Wars, and they're going to be sending out the newest canon novels every single month, which sounds fucking awesome because if you're like us and you can't goddamn keep up with all the new canon stuff, this will help you. You don't have to think about it. They're just going to send them right to your doorstep. And also, which part that I think is really cool is that they're going to tie in something from Legends. So like if they give you a canon book about Leia... They're going to find something from Legends that ties into Leia or the story in that book to just to give you a little bit of extra that's going to, you know, that you're going to be reading about. So this launches the week after The Last Jedi. So everyone check them out. Utini, Y-O-U-T-I-N-I.com. Sign up for their list. Follow them on social. Get ready. And uh, for our patrons, they're going to get a special, awesome, extra, super sweet discount when they sign up. So... If you want to take advantage of all that shit, you can do it. It's and and like Commander was saying, it's such a struggle to stay up on top of the new canon. Um, at the same time, you know the old uh, legend stuff is still phenomenal. Mm -hmm. So you kind of can just uh, two birds with one datary, um, and uh, subscribe to. Is it? It's Utini. Yes. Like Utini, I always want to just say Utini because that's the amazing thing. But it's um, but for Utini. Yes, teeny for you. You teeny, me teeny, we teeny. Okay, let's do it. We all teeny. We all teeny together. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. All right, so before we get into the main shit, which, by the way, we talked about Battlefront, we talked about Last Jedi, or we talked about, uh, excuse me, Justice League. There's some new Last Jedi images that came out today. We're going to touch on that. And then Mopar saw some metal show craziness. And also Woo! the information... <laughs> Showing it off. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> that is craziness. Whatever that is, I like it. <laughs> it reminds me of a, a band called Black Dahlia Murder. Their yeah. shirts and their album covers are always just outrageous. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'll get into that in here in a, middle, in a little bit. So, so and continue then, on. And then the last thing was just uh, Star Wars TV series, which when they announced the new trilogy with Ryan Johnson, I know they mentioned that. But Mopar, you said that you actually have a little bit more information, so we can, we're going to talk about that later as well. But 
first, let's do the review stuff. Okay. So tell me what you okay. have. Surprise me. So surprise me. Okay. I found a new fidget spinner, by the way. So Star Wars. Usually, uh, you you listeners know that we usually do a beer review. Mopar's not doing that right now. We got two weeks. What's the countdown here? So what, we've got you can this get hammered episode. Again? We've got this episode and next episode. So on the third, uh, Mopar will be back on the, the review train of the beers. Um, but in the meantime, I came across these. <laughs> Classics. So these are Warhead Hotheads. So these are extreme hot worms. Uh, I don't do hot well. Um, oh anything really, really spicy. I can do the sour stuff. It it, it makes me tw- twinge a little bit, but I, I can usually just do it. Twinge. Guys, stop. I'm doing, I'm twinging around, man. Um, <laughs> so like I said, uh, Warheads, Hotheads, Extreme Heat Worms. I don't know what to expect. And Nick Kerner's pissed. As always, God shut it down. Kerner. Shut it down. Silence shut it everything. Down. Rolling the dice on the warheads. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, Kerner. All right, so I'm going to bust into this. What do you got, Commander? So I did a throwback, not quite as far back as you did, because I know warheads were all the rage back in like middle high school. Um, I walked into the gas station. I saw this, and I grabbed it without barely thinking. Oh, my God, Steel Reserve. <laughs> I haven't even seen one of those. Neither have I. And I was just like, I we're not doing real beer reviews, so I'm just going to get something random as fuck. And I saw this. So this is like cheap beer. That's 8.1%. So back in college, it was just like, yeah, I got to get Steel Reserve, you know, pregame with Steel Reserve because you can just drink one and it's like a whole six pack of Natty or something. So yeah, if I remember correctly, they're not good. So this will be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Mopar's jumping in. There's different colored worms. They smell really fucking funky. I almost, I almost busted it. I said fa funky. <laughs> yeah, this smells like uh, Coors Light. Coors, Kerner's favorite they, uh, classic Coors Light. They they don't smell like particularly hot, but I can tell they're they're gonna be. All right, this is gonna just. Are they sour and spicy? Or just? Yeah, I hot? should probably uh, read this a little more. Because warheads, yeah. Okay, whoa, whoa. So, good call. It says sour, sweet, then the heat. So, it's just going to kick in at the end, which is a bad thing. I would hope it would, you know, smooth out with some sourness or something. Yeah. All right, I'm tossing one down the gullet. We'll see what happens here. (laughs) Okay, it's not really that sour. I'm getting into, like, the candy core. Okay. Uh, okay, guys. No. Nope. Start drinking beer again because I'm sick of these reviews. <laughs> oh, it's not as bad as that cranberry spoiledness, but it's pretty... It's like, mm. it's like they took a natty and a Coors, mixed them together, and added a shot of straight alcohol. That's what this tastes like. I am drinking it out of this sick-ass Kylo uh, koozie, though, so that makes it a little bit better. All right, so this isn't hot. It's just really fucking confusing. And it does give you... It's like I just ate kind of like a mild wing, mild to uh, hot wing. Um, So it kind of just sticks with you. But... uh, it's just really weird because it's, it's like you're, you're eating a, a, just a piece of candy, a, a sour gummy. Yeah. And then at the end, it's like hot sauce. And it so just it's does, not, it does not mesh well. Ugh. 
Sorry. You got to eat the whole bag. Yep. <laughs> For every cuss, I got to eat another worm. Yeah, Kerner, these these koozies are awesome, man. So uh, I'm going to do a, um, what, you, what do we call it? What do we call it when we always fucked? Try not. What do we call it? God damn it. Tangent. Tangent. So for our last Jedi event, we got some awesome things to give away. This is just the first batch of them. We got this fucking Bo Dameron Black Series helmet, which I've tried one of these on, and they're all, I can't even fit it on the screen. I don't want to take it out of the box. But I've tried one of these on, and they're fucking sweet. It's got cushioning inside and a bunch of stuff. And then... I got a bunch of random things like this, and this Kylo Ren koozie was was part of it. The first order koozie, yeah. So for all you beer drinkers out there, come get some of this shit in December. Magnets, hats, everything, and our beer, and a bunch of other shit. So I made a run, and I was like in toy heaven. Got made everything a run Star Wars. All right, <laughs> everything Star Wars in the store. I just gravitated to and I nabbed it. Nabbed it all up. Uh, this is a, a, a zero. I'm just saying it right now. This is not. This is not good. It's not fun. Turn it off. I'm not gonna cuss about it because Matt McLean's keeping score over here. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it, Matt McLean. Keep track, can't, man. You, you gotta be a, a dumb ref over here. I can't handle it. All oh, right, guys. Yeah, I also found this, this is fader. definitely a, a don't get. These uh, hothead, hothead, what is this? Hothead warheads. Um, it's just confusing. It's it's more of a challenge thing. I guess that's where it came from, anyways. Like the the original warheads were like, "Hey, can you hold it in your in your in your mouth for that long?" And she she couldn't. <laughs> How long can you keep it in your gullet? <laughs> that was the dumbest laugh I've ever heard. I'm not gonna cuss about it though, because I don't do that anymore. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, uh, right. mine's a zero. Yours is a zero? Steelers, Steelers are zero. that bad? Yeah. <laughs> As you take another swig. Oh, my God. Is it? It's that bad? Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that makes me laugh. Yep. Oh, my God. Maybe just because we don't, we haven't been drinking like Millers and Buds and shit as I had a Budweiser on the show last week, but I haven't been drinking that kind of beer in a while, so... I don't know. Maybe it's not as bad as it should be, but I don't. I don't. Fuck. It's fucked. Uh, Shinobi Connection, who just uh, joined us from Instagram. I yelled at him. Hell yeah. Uh, he said you should make your bleep button a uh, porg scream. <laughs> can I first off, can I get real triggered real quick without cussing? No. F the damn. I already said damn. F the damn. <laughs> <laughs> for scream because that is the most atrocious sounding and it's so annoying <laughs> it's uh, it, it really <laughs> does remind me of uh, Banjo Kadiki um, it's not a cuss is it <laughs> how much you want to bet someone's put the pork scream on YouTube for 10 hours <laughs> I was trying to uh, make a meme with it and have every time it it, it yelled I was going to show a little Nokia phone ringing because that's how it sounds like a uh, yeah. old school <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it's just the same thing. Over, hang on a second. Banjo Kazooie drinker. All right, I got it. Here you go. Get ready for this. Shinobi says he saw one for uh, that was an hour long. 
That's not it. No, it's not. What the Turn it fuck off. is happening? I've had enough of that. All right, sorry. People are dangusified. Sorry. Dangusified. Yep, I'm over it. <laughs> All right, guys. That was just a pork, or this, this part of the music that didn't even have the pork scream in the whole thing. It's like right before the scream. Let's just shake our head the rest of the episode because that's what we're really good at. Pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Done with it. Um, so finalize. I know we, we've already said it, but I I, I do like uh, reiterating uh, the Warhead Hotheads are a zero. Um, it, it does say there's three flavors, but it doesn't matter because they all taste like pig dung. Yep. And the Steel Reserve High Gravity Lager Slow Brewed for Exceptionally Smooth Flavor is zero. <laughs> <laughs> is not even try hard. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> all right, guys. Uh, so oh. zeros on both ends. We are hating our life. Let's get into it. Um, let me bring up. For some reason, I closed down the last. We do have uh, two random voicemails. If you want to do that, let's get into that while I bring this stuff up. I take no responsibility for what you're about to hear. I don't know who these people are. I don't know what they're going to say. I'm kind of hoping they're, they're they're just straight trolling. Uh, Certainly so possible. It gives us something to talk about. All right. So this is the first one. Do you guys wipe when, you, when you're sitting on the toilet or do you stand up and then wipe? It's been on my mind lately. Tell me what you think. <laughs> tell not not what we do, but tell tell them what we, what we think. <laughs> That's a pretty uh yeah, that's a tough decision, man. That's a tough question. I always stand. I stand the whole time, so I don't know what's <laughs> happening at the end of it. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm practicing on my aim currently, but uh, I stand the whole time. <laughs> I got that almost locked down, but... Oh, Jesus. Almost. We're close. Oh, my God. That's funny. Well, thanks, what do we Shock. got for the next one? I appreciate it. So if you guys aren't aware, you guys can head on over to uh, our website and leave us voicemails like this. So if you guys have a question for us that um, you want answered belligerently, <laughs> you're going to head on over there and leave us a voicemail um, and yeah. we'll bring it up on the next episode. Yeah, if there's we a, like you. a link there for speak pipe is what it's called. But all right, here's the next one from Diego. Diego Luna, hopefully. Hey, Rebel Force Radios, your biggest fan, Diego. Uh, I just wanted to say I really enjoyed your book suggestion uh, from a certain point of view. The book was really well-crafted. I really loved it. Uh, the turns and tumbles all over the place. He sent it to the wrong oh, podcast. Really? This is not for us. We are not Rebel Force Radio. <laughs> Diego, my man. I hope you're listening, but you sent it to the wrong podcast, bro. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's classic. I'm, 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 not, I'm, I'm not peed about it, though. I'm not peed about it either. Uh, for the record, I haven't read that one. Um... Well, I don't think you have either, but a lot of the patrons were talking about it in the group chat, and they said they were iffy about it. About a certain point of view? Yeah. Yeah, I've heard uh, terrible things. Okay. Um, got him. Thanks, Diego. We appreciate all that you have uh, <laughs> done for us. Everyone just all keep right. thinking we're Rebel Force Radio. Bring the traffic. We got it. It's all good. Um, what do you got? What do you want to jump into? Let's, you want to jump into like the Star Wars TV series? Yeah, because you said that the other day, and I didn't believe you, so I want to know about it. 
All right. So, and I just recently came across this and uh, I was very skeptical and was unsure. And even with this said that it's on IMDb, uh, I, you never know what's going on. So supposedly there's a um, live action TV series that's going to be coming up on the Disney streaming app, which comes out, I think, at the end of next year. Um, but supposedly there is um, something called Star Wars Underworld. Um, and like I said, it's the TV live action series. Uh, and the quick description here, it says, follows the journeys of a young bounty hunter and his mentor um, as a transport shipment around the galaxy. This was written by a Mopar. Um, encountering huge threats along the way. Uh, and it says stars. It has Daniel Logan, who played young Boba Fett in yeah. episode two yeah. uh, as one of the cast members already. Um, this can't be real, man. I'm wondering the same thing because even though it's on IMDb, there's like it's so vague and everything's wrong. <laughs> also, it says Jar Jar Binks and C3PO are going to be in it, so they could. It's Disney. I don't think this is real. I don't think this is real. This I is the one from not. a long time ago, man. What's that? This must be the one from a long... Do you remember from back after Revenge of the Sith came out? We were on IMDb and we saw that there was a Star Wars live action TV series that was supposed to come out with Boba Fett in it. Because this still says produced by Rick McCallum and George Lucas. Yeah, but it says released 2018. They must have just kept that fucking thing up there and just keep updating the year <laughs> every year to keep trolling people about it. So it says release dates uh, December fifteenth, two thousand eighteen, and that's when the pilot's going to be released. Yeah, I don't, I know nothing about this, and like I said, I, I just put it up here for something to talk about, but I have no clue. I don't know. If you guys know anything, uh, shout at us because uh, we're clueless. Yeah, I think it's the fake one. There is a TV series in development, that's for sure, but it's not. It's coming on the D Disney streaming service, which isn't even going to launch until around episode nine. All right. So Mike Sweeney said, I believe Underworld was a TV show that was in the works before Lucas sold to Disney. Yeah. So this could, okay. That makes a lot more sense because I was really confused and I figured I'd at least put it up there because I hadn't heard of it before. Um, you got me all excited. You know, you, you play with a little bit. You see what happens when you stop drinking. You're not cussing. <laughs> you're pulling up fake shit. We're getting messages from different podcasts. Yeah, it happens. That's what, that's what, that's what, yep, yep. It's a crazy-ass um, month right now. <laughs> all right, let's move on to Entertainment Weekly, The Last Jedi Images. Um, do you want to share your screen? Do you have it up? I will, yes. One second. Do, have you seen these yet? I haven't. I'm going to bring them up here. Because uh, I saw... So they released four new... Um, and maybe I'll pull those up uh, first. Four new covers for the magazine issue that's supposed to come out this week. And I saw that first, but I didn't know there was a whole set of images here as well. So doo -doo 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 -doo. we'll go through the images doo -doo 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 -doo. first. Doo -doo -doo -doo. We'll go through these All right, first. Yeah, these are uh, some cool, some cool images. Entertainment Weekly. What's the other one? Vogue or, or some uh, stuff? Variety. Variety. Yeah. And Empire. Empire. Literally, it's oh called Empire. Oh my god! I've got. What's happening? I got a facial expression ad going on. And I'm mad as, oh, as junk. Oh, yeah. That shit's ridiculous. Also, check out all the fucking spam ads on the side. That's always fun. All right. Entertainment Weekly. Last Jedi. Um, are you on the actual website? Yep. We're starting with Finn and Rose. Okay. Finn and Ray. Okay. Well, well I'm, I'm right on the... Right on. Finn, right on. Right, I'm with you. Finn and Rose, it's called. 
You said Finn and Rose? Yeah. Oh, I'm starting with uh, Kylo and, R- and Ray. Do they put them in different goddamn orders? Yeah. That's not real. I'm on Entertainment Weekly's website, too. Interesting. Um, oh, Jesus Christ. All right, so we're looking at which one you say? What Finn is that? And Ray, or Finn and, uh, and uh, the other girl. Finn and Rose, yeah. Rose. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, boom. So it's from their little, uh, the casino city, Canto Bight. Am I looking at the same stuff as you? I got BB-8 in the background? Yeah. Okay, so that's Canto Bight right there? Yeah, that, uh, it's kind of, we haven't, we haven't really seen too much about it, but that um, shot where there's like a million different species, looks like they're in a casino and things. That's what that, that world is. That they're Are at. you sharing share your screen? I am. I'm on the fucking, I'm sharing on the stream. <laughs> Dangified. <laughs> you got peril. It's been on the stream. <laughs> um, all right. So let's talk about it. Uh, it's Rose and Finn. I don't have much to talk about. Let's go to the next one. <laughs> we, do we know? So I know that they go undercover at some point. Um, half spoiler. And I assume uh, that's when we see it from the uh, the trailers when Finn is actually attacking uh, Phasma. Captain Phasma. Yeah. I assume that's kind of it. The, they go undercover and it leads up to that battle. They do. But it's not the same part though because this is probably going to be early on like some James Bond fucking thing that happens. Um, but because he's in a, they're in Imperial gear at that point, or First Order gear, I should say. Okay. By the time they go undercover, and then he's fighting Phasma. That's probably going to be towards the end of the movie. Okay. But we'll see. But yeah, I mean, Finn. Finn's a great character. He's cool. I don't really like love his character that much. It's not anything about how he portrayed it or the story. It's just not my thing. I'd rather focus on Kylo and Snoke and Luke and stuff. But um, yeah. Wait, you're you're so you're mad at at Finn? I'm not mad at Finn. What the fuck? What did he do? He took that uh, fucking troop mask off and stopped killing rebels. I was pissed. <laughs> all right, all right, move on, move on. What do we got next? Next one is Luke overlooking Ray training on Octo. She's okay. off on her own doing some training things, and he's just kind of looking down, observing in his elf robes. Yeah, he. Uh, I'm excited, and you. You know what's weird is, so I assume the first Jedi, well, like a major Jedi temple. I don't know about the first would be on Jeddah. So how did he end up all the way out on this island? And what's what's the background between behind that that uh, that well, planet? They said I thought they said Octo was the f- first Jedi actual temple. Okay. Okay. I could be wrong, but that doesn't mean that the Jedi started there. That's just the first temple, you know, because it could be like Jedi. Jeddah was the birthplace of the Jedi, which if they don't connect that, it makes no sense because why would you name the planet that? It's so similar. I agree. <clears throat> so, I don't know. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited to... I think one of the key elements between uh, for... The Last Jedi is gonna be the interactions between Luke and Ray, hundred percent, and then um, and then Ray and Kylo. Well, I, I wasn't even thinking that. I was thinking Luke and Ray and Snoke and Kylo. I feel like there are two in the same that it, it's gonna be very similar back and forth, um, especially if they're talking about. Uh, I've, I've felt this power before, and if they're talking about you know the younger younger halves yeah. of that conversation. So, yeah. um, Shinobi says, glad you pronounced that correctly. People sound like they sneeze when they say it. <laughs> Octo. Oh, Octo. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> classic. All right, next. I've never really noticed that a chuta is literally just sneezing with a ta at the end. <laughs> That's the, the Twilight version of sneezing. <laughs> That's what they're actually doing in Kotor. They're not even like commenting <laughs> on on anything you're saying. They're just Achuta. sneezing on your face. A tuta. A tuta. <laughs> Sorry. Um, all right, dude. Get, go to this next one. This is my favorite one. The Ray one? Dude. She's in Snoke's ship and Kylo's behind her. What the fuck is happening in this shot? Yeah. There's a lot there. Who knows? Dude. Uh, do you think they're all boarding and going undercover? And like, it, it, oh my God. I'm about to cringe. Is this the same thing when Obi-Wan, Luke, and Han... Go on to the Death Star. And they no. kind of go their own way. No? I don't think it's going to be that. I think... I think Ray once trained. Luke is so scared about what happened that he doesn't want to do it. And she decides to leave. And she goes to confront Snoke or something. Or Kylo comes to find her and get her and bring her to Snoke or something like that. Because that shot... You think back to the newest version of the trailer that we saw. Where she raises her lightsaber in the rain. And Luke's on the ground. And that's right mm -hmm. before he says, this is not going to go the way you think. So mm -hmm. something along the lines of like, he's pissed, he doesn't want to train her, and then she gets fed up with it and leaves. Or Kylo gives her an offer, and she's sick of Luke being an old whiny bitch, and then she goes with Kylo instead. And they end up on Snoke's ship. I just don't... I don't see a reason why Kylo and Rey have to work together. And maybe that's the big... Oh, like, ooh-ah moment. I don't know what the hell that was. McLean, that is definitely Kylo in the background right there. That has to be. That's definitely Kylo. After he smashes his mask in his new outfit, for sure. I don't know, man. This is an intense shot, though. Uh, all right, move on. Damn, that's crazy. Oh, uh, Next is Ryan working with uh, Carrie Fisher on set. Oh my gosh! Any, uh, it's gonna be hard to see her on screen again. Um, yeah. Just the uh, yeah, I, I just don't know how they're gonna end it. I don't know how they're <clears throat> gonna make it work, fit her in. Is she gonna? Is it gonna be an awesome performance? Like I feel like she can do so. no wrong. Like even if it was a terrible performance, just the fact that this is like her last on-screen uh, moments. Um, I think it was gonna be great no matter what. I think she did it. Besides that stupid line about the dark side, I think she did really good in episode seven. The dark side. And it's got to be hard to come back from... She's done so many different... Like a totally different style of things since she was done with Return of the Jedi. And now to come back 30 years later, I think she did a great job. Yeah, I felt like... Yeah, I agree. There was so much... Um... You're so you're 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 such a not a part of it at that point. Like you're, you're there's such a disconnect between between 30 years ago and and 35 years ago. Yeah, 40 years ago. What, what do you mean? What do you want? How what many years want? ago? All the years that we've had. Um, <clears throat> all right, all right. McLean says he doesn't think Ray is going to leave Luke either. I think the line Luke says to Kylo and a flashback. Is, is a flashback, it flashback? Maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I can't see Ray ending up on Snoke's ship unless Luke pissed her off and she left, or Kylo came and like captured her or something. Oh, do you think it's something where Kylo's like presenting Ray because Snoke it was requesting Ray 
She like we need to force. <laughs> well, it's kind of the same thing as uh, the Emperor and Vader. Like mm-hmm. they wanted to bring Luke in. Do you think it's the exact same thing? Somebody shared, yeah, somebody shared that shot of where Luke is approaching the Emperor and Vader standing behind him, like presenting him. And, you know, it's like poetry. It's like they rhyme. Gosh. I don't know, we'll man. We'll see. We'll see. Next Move image. On. Next image. Dude, still, Paul, I don't understand this one quite because Poe looks so mad. It's almost he's like... because he's not in uh, X-Wing flying I was gonna, around. <laughs> there's a little part in one of those new TV spots where he says, permission to get in an X-Wing and blow things up. And she says, permission granted. So this looks like, you know, he's not in his X-Wing. He's like, can I kill things? She says no. And he's like, God damn it, Leia. I (sighs) Complete that thought, please. It's, well, you got to, you got to connect the pieces. So obviously their ship is probably under attack. He's, he's going over here trying to be a badass. Let me go. Okay, go do it. I wonder if him and Kylo are going to meet in a space battle. Because... Yeah, I mean, I've never really thought about that because um, those would be two very, very formidable opponents in the in the, in the space. You know, something that we've never really seen in Star Wars is a like a one-on-one dogfight, like duel. Yeah, that'd be fucking cool, especially between Poe and Kylo. <clears throat> there is that shot in the trailer of him like doing a fucking what do you call that? Like he's like drifting with the X-wing. So sweet. Was it? Yeah, wasn't there one where he like turned his engine off, turned all the way around, and then shot back? Something like I that. I don't know. Yeah, it was it was drifting. There's so yeah. many of those new TV spots and like different, like slightly different cuts where there's like just like two two seconds new is added. It's hard to keep track of everything. Shinobi says uh, she's not letting him do a mission. I believe so. He's actually coming from the the standpoint that he's asking her to uh, to be able to do something, and she's turning him down. That's why yeah. he's all uh, upset, mad about it. I think uh, people were mentioning too that there's, so you know that girl with um, like the pink hair that we've seen, mm-hmm. the tall girl with pink hair. That's a new admiral. So people have been saying like Poe and her admiral. I can't remember her name, but that they've been butting heads. So this could be like she gives him orders and he's pissed and he goes to Leia and she's like, "Listen to your fucking commander, goddamn it, do it." God. I want to hear Leia scream that. <laughs> Permission to to go murder some stuff. Do it. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. Speaking of, there she is. <clears throat> the new Admiral. Um, the, my, the My Little Pony Admiral. Admiral. She looks cool. I don't really know anything about her, so there's not much to say here. Still got those fucking green silhouette fucking line things that are supposed to be maps in the background. Means nothing. Okay. <laughs> Rogue One style. It literally means nothing. Like, I know. You, you have to replace that piece of glass every time you move. Like, if we go to a new system, oh, someone's got to bring in a new piece of glass. Unless to... they're star charts or something, I guess. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> uh, we got the Falcon go to light speed. Pretty straightforward. All right. Something that we've seen many times. Looks cool, though. <laughs> Do you think the Falcon's going to make it out of episode eight? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Probably die in episode nine. I hope they get rid of it in episode eight. Be cool. Along with C-3PO and R2... <laughs> Well, they got that uh, huge battle on crate that's going to happen, and the Falcon's obviously there because we saw it shoot at a ATST or what, what's the new ones? AT M six or some crazy shit. Yeah, something that's so maybe wrong. it'll get blown up in that battle. 
Oh man, <laughs> I got we got we got people on the message boards talking oh, yeah. mad love about episode two, saying that it had some great scenes. Let me get triggered here real quick. I watched episode two probably last weekend. Atrocious. It was atrocious. I can't believe like it's it's even a part of the Star Wars universe. It makes me cringe that much. Like even the cool scenes, we have dinosaur master Jedi getting shot. <laughs> like get why <clears throat> is this here? Why? Like hey, it moves the plot along and you, you feel the oh they basically made that entire movie so Yoda could say begun the Clone Wars half at the end. That's the only that's the only reason for the two hours that you sat there. Yeah, I have a. What's up, Amber? I have nostalgia factor hard with this one, so I can't really say. Um, I listened to it with our commentary, didn't watch it, <coughs> and I didn't find myself really hating it as much. But I wasn't seeing it on screen; I was just listening to it. So who knows? There, I mean, I, for how much I I, I just talked mad skunk about it, um, so I, I I partially agree because you do have. You do have like the Obi Wan. Fuck this! I hate it. I'm piss triggered. Yeah. Well, I, I, I know if, you, if you had to, I mean, there's maybe ten minutes out of that entire movie that's just like okay, like with the uh, Anakin Obi Wan versus Dooku. That's kind of cool. You see Yoda for the first time whip out his lightsaber. That's um, actually not my favorite part. Which, honestly, when I was young and watching that for the first <clears> time, <throat> that's all I wanted. I wanted Yoda murdering. <laughs> and uh, even though he didn't, he uh, held his own against, you know, uh, Count Dooku, who was proclaimed one of, like, he was Assess Lord at, the, at that point. <clears throat> um, yeah, so there's there's pieces and bits of it that uh, I don't get extra mad at. Um, but yeah. uh, as a movie in, in total, pretty upset about it. All right. <clears throat> Is that all, that's the, all the pictures? No, we got one more. So here's Daisy Sand in the Rain. Okay, I saw that one. That shot move on. looks on the ground. He's she, pissed. She needs a uh, Jedi umbrella. Okay, move on. But she don't have one. She hasn't completed okay. that part of her training. Luke, Luke, you haven't built that Jedi awning yet. You better get to going. Let's go. <laughs> get to going. Um, <laughs> here is the shot of Kylo getting ready to smash his mask. We've seen that before in the trailer. That's, that actually gave me goosebumps. So not originally. Part, I, I, it was so quick that... Uh, for whatever reason, I was still like slowly taking it in, um, but I've I've been rewatching it and it gave me goosebumps after the fact. Mm -hmm. It's kind of weird. Uh, Jamie, no, we have not talked about Battlefront yet. All right, moving on. Moving along. Again, on. another shot from the tra trailer. So we've already seen this. Kylo's Ren. <coughs> Kylo's Ren. Kylo's shuttle with all the new Gorilla Walkers approaching crate. And then okay. here's here's the covers. So there's four different covers for this issue. Here's the first one, Kylo and Ray. And there's some like sneaky ass. It's kind of like clickbaity, but there's some sneaky things here. Like uh, prepare for the episode that will change the saga forever, which I've, I'm on totally on board with. Could Ray fall to the dark side? Stuff like that. <clears throat> uh, let's see. It's gonna be an ad, or am I gonna load a fucking image, please? Here Do we go. Go. So, what? like, what? What? out of what? out of a hundred percent that it's absolutely happening, both hundred percent what? 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 <sighs> do, do you, you first? Do you, do you think? Do you think <laughs> Ray is going to fall to the dark side? I don't think yes anyone's no. going to fall to the dark or the light side. Do you? Well, 
I'm still going to ask it then. Do you think Kylo's going to fall to the light side or rise to the light side? I think they're, I think <clears throat> Ray and Kylo are both going to meet in the middle. Do you have a feeling that was planted into my mind just now that the fact that Snoke and Luke exist as absolutes, like they embody the light, they embody the dark. I wouldn't say do you that think, though. Do you think that if you got rid of them, that Kylo and Rey may coexist and just be fine? I wouldn't say that they're absolutes though. We don't know what the fuck Luke is. We have no idea. We're not going to find out until December 14th. We have no idea where he's been, what he's been up to, how he feels about the light and the dark, what he's doing with the Jedi, how he's going to take Rey, who Rey is. I don't know, man. I don't think he's necessarily light side like we thought. <clears throat> I think Kylo's not necessarily dark side. I agree with that. Uh, well, you already saw him. He he barely got through stabbing his dad, which any other complete full jack off of a Sith would have just would have just done it. Like <laughs> regardless, course. I I really we've talked about this before, and it's kind of a stretch. It's just a random theory. If it doesn't come true, I won't be that mad. But if he purposely left Luke, joined Snoke, killed his dad, all this stuff to be like pseudo undercover, I think that would be fucking awesome. That'd be really cool to see. We've never seen that before. I agree. And maybe it was even uh, something that Luke came up with. Mm -hmm. And he he's struggling with it because of all the devastation that uh, ensued from, you know, and activating that plot or, you know, pushing that forward. Um, you know, Han Solo died. Yeah. So, like, stuff like that. That, it, But it's going to take that to get to Snoke. So. Yeah. And uh, Shinobi Otherwise, just, you know, yeah, it's, it's you're never going to get there. <laughs> right. And Shinobi brought up from the Force Awakens novelization version, um, killing Han actually made him weaker. So it did the opposite of what he expected. He's so. getting pulled to the light. Of course. He thought, Which it, I think he I thought that still, would help, but it didn't. I still struggle, and I don't struggle with it. I still, it's so interesting that aspect of being pulled to the light because we've never seen that in the other six movies. We've never seen a pull to the light. It's a fall to the darkness. Well, it's like light side is obvious, and then dark side is like trying to drag you in. Yeah, but it's it's <clears throat> it's weird that the light side would have a pull and that you would be attracted to it. Like, what are you attracted to? Like the what? What? What is the culmination of the light side? Because you you figure dark side, it's like power, selfishness, you know, ultimate reign, you know, building something and doing what you need to do. What? And even though we we talk um, emotion and passion as like a core of the dark side, I feel like that's more of a principle of the light, like love, forgiveness. It's almost like a religion where that's kind of the pull. And with with Kylo having such daddy issues, mommy and daddy issues, he's just looking for like a family. And the same thing Ray is. They're they're looking for like a a meaning, a family, you know, no, something to be. There's got to be something way deeper with Kylo's backstory because he had a family. So I'm I don't know. I haven't read Bloodlines. I don't know what the actual backstory is with him and why he left in the first place. But we may find out more about that in this one. Um, but I don't know if he's looking for a family. I think he's looking for some... One, he's looking for some purpose. And two, once he finds out who his grandfather is, he's probably trying to live up to his legacy, his family name. Which is Solo, but it's actually Skywalker. So, 
Probably, probably not. Pissed. Uh, Back to these covers really quick, just so we can finish. So we got Finn and Rose here. Can Finn get his mojo back is the cover of this one. Wonder how many people were triggered about that headline. Uh, Can Poe get along with his new boss? Oh, so that's what I was mentioning. So when that shot, when he was pissed with Leia, he was maybe in an argument with uh, this new Admiral. Yeah. And then the last one was Luke and Leia. Man, are they going to get back together? Do you think we're going to get a scene with Luke and Leia next to each other? I don't know, man. I th- I feel like it's impossible for them not to. I feel like at once once Ray gets her training, <coughs> it doesn't make sense for we already see Luke inside the Falcon. So we have to assume that he goes with Ray and Chewie on in the Falcon to somewhere. Where would they go? Uh, obviously back to General Leia. So well, I mean, it's man. It looks like Ray goes to Snoke. That's what I'm saying. She leaves, goes to Snoke, and Kylo or Luke has to, or maybe Kylo abducts her or something, and he has to go after Ray. And the only ship that's there for him to take, because he abandoned himself, is the Falcon. She's got to figure out how to fly that. What a piece of junk! What a piece of junk! Also, Amber about <clears throat> the uh, the theory that Han ignited Kylo's lightsaber for him. In the novelization, they explain specifically that Kylo did it. So that was debunked, unfortunately. Would be a cool thought, mm. though. Sweetie. Hate it. Um, <clears throat> so right. that's it for the the new... This is probably the last like spread of images and stuff that we're going to get before the movie. So that was complete. Well, wasn't there like a re- like yesterday another small teaser released? Well, they're, they're putting out a bunch of TV spots that are like 15 seconds long. So all of them are like... Most of the same shots that we've seen with something quick that's brand new. Like the newest one opened, it opened up with Finn waking up in that um, fucking iron lung thing that he's in. But once you got past that part, all of the other shots is stuff that we've already seen before. So they're just oh, kind of okay. recutting it for a different different TV spots. All right. All right. Mm. So uh, reach out to us if you're listening to this. Uh, let us know your thoughts or your theories about anything, and maybe even something that was uh, sprung up or that you saw on the Entertainment Weekly pictures that maybe we missed. Um, so we can discuss that and yell at you and prove that you're yes. wrong and we don't like it anymore. Um, <clears throat> all right. While we're in the Last Jedi stuff, let's do uh, let's transition to Battlefront. Okay. So we can do that, and then we'll finalize with Justice League. All right. All right. I have uh, I have a bone to pick because I, I feel like on both of these Battlefront and Justice League, you and I are gonna are, are gonna be on uh, opposite ends of the uh, field here. Um, and there's obvious stuff about Battlefront that are, are uh, shortcomings, but um, I, I haven't broken up both of them uh, into pros and cons. Um, and I was making my list of cons for Battlefront, and it was it was getting extensive. Like the um, pro and con list, yeah, I want to hear that. So, so initial reaction to Battlefront. What, what, uh, like as an overall, and then we'll break it down into specifics. Multiplayer or campaign or just in general? Just the game, just the game, all together. Initial reaction is, it's it's pretty immersive. It's beautiful. It's fun. It's way better than the 2015 Battlefront. But as an actual game, it has a lot of shit wrong with it. There's a lot of bugs. There's a lot of flaws. There's a lot of things that are kind of clunky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it, that and that's not even including the campaign stuff. 
Yeah, well, I I didn't mind the campaign as as much as a lot of people had made major issues with it. Uh, Battlefront Two, I completely agree um, that it's leaps and bounds ahead of the, the 2015 version for sure. I felt like they got a lot of things right with this one, um, especially like the physical gameplay. It's so smooth. It makes sense when you shoot your laser hits wherever you were shooting. It's not like a a funky, you know, yeah. uh, gameplay. Um, they fixed that for sure. The biggest thing that I wish, and it's we'll, we'll get into a little bit more, but Battlefront, the, the first remake, the 2015 version, they had like a conquest. You had to go to posts and take it over, right? I feel um, like that, that was part of the game. I don't think so. I don't think there was conquest. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, uh, to check because I'm not that, sure. I barely played that one. It was shitty. I barely played it. I'm 99% sure that uh, there was like a conquest, like you had to take points. Uh, Jemmy, in, said, in that- Jemmy said to rate it out of three. I would say if you're a Star Wars fan, it's a two. If you're not a Star Wars fan or like you, you've you watched them, but you don't really care, it's a one. Um, I'm going to be the opposite. If you are a Star Wars fan, I would say it's a one. If you are just a gamer, I would say it's a two. Uh, I feel like a lot of the shortcomings come in if you are a super big Star Wars fan, you're upset at specific things, especially like the, <clears> the <throat> campaign. Um uh, nah man. I don't I can't agree with that, man. I feel like the most of the gripes that I have with it, besides the story of the campaign, are gameplay stuff and the way things are set up. So yeah, I, and that's I've talked true. to a lot of people that are just they're big Star Wars fans, but they don't really game and they want to get this just so they can like fight on Hoth and stuff. And for that, I say absolutely get the game. It's going to be great for that. It's perfect. But when you're actually into competitive multiplayer stuff and you're used to Battlefield and Call of Duty and things like that, it doesn't hold up in that regard, unfortunately. It really doesn't. And that's what I... So what I'm trying not to do is um, hold it to the ranks of even a Call of Duty, uh, let alone Battlefield, because we I'm trying to rate it as as it sits. Mm-hmm. They released this game. I'm not trying to compare it to even the, the old Battlefront 2. Um, just as it sits right now, they released this game. Let's put everything else aside. How good is it? Um, now, I got my list here. As it sits right now, I think it's a solid one. And I think once they make some big updates, which they've already announced that they're going to do... I think it'll easily be a two. And if they really fucking listen to the fan base and take it seriously, I think it could be an awesome game. And with as many Star Wars content things is gonna, are going to come out, they could ride the game until like 2020 if they do it right. True. I don't know if yeah, they're going to fix it's the it same, all, the same but they thing could. At, along the lines of any war game where they, you, you know you just start adding maps because the, the, the structure of the game is there. Add the maps, add the characters, add the blasters, add the different gameplays. The core, the 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 they, but they still need some work done on the core. Yes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get into a, a small list because I, I and I do want to start with the pros because um, I think a lot of people have only heard ne- heard negatives. Quickly before the pros and the cons, just some comments here before we lose them because they'll get fucking trampled here. Uh, Ethan, the Jew, says a zero. Um, that's very pessimistic. I'm sorry. That you feel that way. Um, and Jamie says it felt like it was hard fan service. That's the initial reaction is that it's fan service. I felt like, especially I can in the campaign, yeah. I felt like in the campaign that they were, it was very fan service. 100%. Like, because they, they didn't like explain anything. If you're not, that's, and that's kind of along the lines, if you're not a huge Star Wars fan, 
uh, I would definitely agree with you on the campaign side that you might be lost because I hated it, the campaign. I, I I'm just going to come out it, here but, and, and say uh, that I hated the campaign. And before anybody screams uh, Inferno Squad, I understand that Inferno Squad can help set up the story and enhance the story. But if you need a book to make your story good in the game, it's not a good story in the first place. Like Mass Effect, right? No. <laughs> Mass Effect <laughs> 1 weren't, was weren't amazing. Three, wasn't there three or four books? I'm not saying you um, can't have a book. I'm saying if you need the book there to make the story have make sense, that doesn't work. It adds to it. Um, right. I just don't think there was enough to make sense too. No, it, it was, was a, fucking it was a cut very short. quick, very quick campaign. You could tell they cut shit out. But before we, you know, trigger each other, go to the pros and cons list. All right, pros. So I had first of all, just in a general sense, it is a fun game. I think it's it, it's a, it can be difficult. Um, I just there's something about the galactic assault, the regular trooper gameplay that I just don't get yet. Like I, f- I feel like a lot of other games I can walk into and I I can like figure it out. Right. Um, I'm consistently like middle or or lower half of of the uh, points. Um, because everybody bought loot crates and they got the better stuff. Well, even even so, I don't you know, like I that should fucking be able to, argument I, either. I I feel like I should be able to. I don't know. I feel like <laughs> I started talking about the pros and I'm already mad about it. <laughs> of course, so, <laughs> that's what happens with this game ad. You can't get away from it. It's it's hard to get away from the shortcomings and the stuff that they did uh, wrong. Yeah. Um, but overall, I would say it's a fun game, uh, especially the um, the Starfighter Assault. I love. I think that's the yeah. the the best part of the game. I agree. Um, uh, it's very smooth. It's they they simplified the the uh, the flying mm-hmm. um, and just made it more accessible. And I do actually like the um, kind of rush style where you have to do one one objective. Once you get that, it moves into something else that makes sense. So you're blowing up a shield generator. Now, now there's no shields over here. So we're going to attack these points on the starship or whatever it is. For Starfighter it's Assault, cool. yes. Yeah, so it's it's cool like the progression of the battle yes. uh, in, in that sense. And in, in the same sense on the uh, the, the trooper at the side of it, because that, that's normally what you're mm, doing. Kind of. Um, uh, um, for Starfighter Assault, I agree with you 100%. The only complaint I have, and it's really not that bad of a complaint, it's just they removed the mechanic where if you were getting locked on by an enemy, in the first one from 2015, there was a button where you could do some crazy barrel roll or whatever and juke and lose the target lock. This one, it feels like it's really, really hard to get away from someone who has you targeted, which I guess makes sense when you're in a Starfighter. It just makes it really difficult. Like, especially when you're trying to do objectives, you spawn a mile away, I don't know what the fuck a mile is in space, but whatever. You spawn super far away and you're trying to get to the objective and you keep getting killed by the time you get there because there's you have these ace pilots. Um, that's my only complaint. I mean, it's not a big deal. I've been getting used to it. It's a lot of fun. Um, it is solid. It's the best part of the game for sure. I just um, You just have to live a quarter par second at a time. Um, <clears throat> the... The gameplay itself. Um, now, I, I, we just talked about the the, the game is awesome. Uh, it's easy to fly, but the smooth gameplay, and I think that that was one of the biggest downfalls of the 2015 version. Mm-hmm. Um, that it was choppy, it wasn't easy. Your laser shot real slow. Mm-hmm. You had to lead it so much. It was just a difficult game to play. Um, uh, this one's very smooth, I, and I don't feel like there's any physical glitches for how good the game looks. Um, that when you're running, you run. When you stop, when you throw, everything's yeah. very, very smooth during gameplay. There's a few, there's a few weird aiming things when you're in third person, 
when you're close to obstacles, but it's really not that big of a deal. That's the, like the only thing that I noticed about that. Um, and you can't roll in the campaign, which I don't understand why they took that out. <laughs> That's, that is kind of weird. Because I, I played multiplayer for like 20 hours before I even started the story. And then I'm getting shot by rebels. I'm trying to like dodge side to side. And I just, I'm like, <laughs> like trying to <laughs> roll behind cover. And my character just drops and like hunches down and gets fucking shot in the face. <laughs> so I don't know why they took that out, but whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, excellent, smooth gameplay um, on both both aspects, whether you're in space or a uh, troop. I felt like it was a lot easier and a lot fun, more fun to play uh, with it being that smooth. Um, and obvious pro, uh, the visuals are stunning. Yes. Um, you cannot, the you cannot talk shit about that. They were, uh, there's a, an account on Twitter. I think it's called Cinematic Captures or something, but he just takes like first person view uh, shots of the games a few photo enhancements to make him look a little bit better. But he's been posting some shots and specifically from Camino as the clones looks absolutely gorgeous. It's one of the best like environments in a game that I've ever seen. It was absolutely incredible. And tie that with, I finally got to I'm trying to find it here so I can tell you exactly what it was. I'm pretty sure it's uh, he's cinematic captures on, on Twitter. Um, there's a, a space battle version that's in the atmosphere of Camino. So you're above like those cloning yeah. pods and platforms. That was yeah. the coolest fucking map that I played so far. That was awesome. Yeah, that's and uh, that's a cool one. Um, I like them all, honestly. I, I, most of the space battles, um, I'm tired of Theed, even though it looks great. I've, I it's was just, over it, Theed. I don't like the map either. It's just, it's boring. Um, but it and still that looks was great. the one map for the beta, so we played it a hundred times. I just, but yeah. I just don't. I don't like the map in general. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the the uh, campaign um, visuals were even better. I felt like when they zoomed in on Aiden's face, mm -hmm. and you could see like her pores. I was like, "What is going on? This yeah. is awesome!" Yeah, the faces were fantastic. They and learned you could a lot see like from, uh, cracks in her lips and stuff. Like she needed some space chapstick. It was it was <laughs> astoundingly. It was it was just a beautiful game. Yeah, they they learned a lot from bringing Tarkin back from the dead for sure. Like yeah. whoever did the graphics, like it was it was fantastic, man. It was awesome. Yeah, agreed. Um, uh, we already uh, hit quickly. Diversion. Keegan has to peace out. Uh, our buddy Matt Keegan. He's been listening to us for a while. His novel is coming out. It's called Hindsight. So everyone, check it out on Twitter, on whatever, on the on his website. Text us or message your website right now if you want people to go to it. But uh, check it out. Hindsight's coming out soon. If you want to. Um, thanks, thanks, Matt, for tuning in. Um, moving along uh, with the pros. We already touched this a little bit, uh, but the flow of the missions is cool. I, I like it. Even though they don't have a, a general... Um, conquest mode which we're upset about i do enjoy the flow of missions um i wish i kind of wish there was like different things that could happen like during the battle like yes like you have you have a, an open book so yes. let's just say um i and it could be let's just for example seed you have the the droid Tank, whatever MTT, you want to call yeah, it, yeah. the MTT going down the middle, uh, and the clones are supposed to shoot certain ion cannons at it to take it down. Yes, I feel like what if if it's under fifty percent and you get to like what if it just like I don't know like became uh, immobile, <laughs> like if if the clones got it to like under fifty percent, it actually became immobile, 
but it could still shoot or something weird like that. That like it could actually change depending on how the flow of the battle is coming. Because regardless, it's just like either we get to the palace or we don't. Well, well, they All always right. do because it's they haven't like the power level there is not balanced well. And we'll get to that because the power level, there's a lot of stuff that's very imbalanced in this game. Um, but it, but as but, far as the multi-steps and the Galactic Assault stuff, like at first it seems kind of cool, but it, it's just the same thing on every map. It's, it is. You either go get the Ion Disruptor and shoot that vehicle, or you go grab this objective while the enemy tries to defend it. And once you get that, you go grab the next objective while the enemy tries to defend that. And it's just in three stages every time. So it's kind of like, I don't know if we've had that in um, in the 2015 Battlefront. So it's kind of cool at first, but it really gets monotonous because it's just literally the same thing. And when you can't pick what map you're going to spawn into and you go to Galactic Assault and you just end up in the same maps over and over again, it just feels fucking monotonous that you're doing all that stuff. Yeah, it's true. Um, I'll give I'll give that to you. Um, I, I, I still think it's cool, but like you said, you play Thede once and I've had enough of it for that entire day. Now, yeah, the upsetting the upsetting thing is you're going to play Thede probably several more times before you even <laughs> see any other maps. So, yeah. Um, but whatever. Uh, last pro that I had was uh, we already talked about simplified space uh, battles, mm -hmm. uh, and, and they're really fun. I can't say enough. I play the space battles a lot more often than uh, I probably should. One because I'm I'm better at that. I, like I said, I don't get the troop stuff yet. I'm I'm middle or bottom of the barrel. Uh, with uh, most of that stuff. And I feel like, like we were talking about the imbalance stuff, heavy assault clones walk in and just knock out 12 people and walk walk away. I've shot them 10 times. Yeah, the what heavy's I, overpowered, man. The heavy's not, so I would say it's not overpowered. The gun isn't overpowered. It's too accurate for what it is. I'll yeah, because they just stand way back. I'll be a yeah. sniper facing off with a heavy sentry and it takes me out first. That's yeah. absurd. If I'm if I'm right next to you, I get that. It's a fucking uh like a machine like a minigun. That's fine. But it's just way too accurate for what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh let's 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 break down into the cons because there's there's quite a few of them. Um everything else. First off, just a basic multiplayer game. What do you what what do you have to have for it to be an online multiplayer game? The ability to party up with your fucking friends and play multiplayer. Matchmaking. Yes. <laughs> like the matchmaking in this game is atrocious. It's so bad. Not only is it difficult to even join a game. Yeah. It's difficult to stay once you're joined. Yes. I get kicked. I'll join, play with you. You're in my, whether we see each other on the battlefield or not, I'm in <laughs> your game. That's another issue we'll talk about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but once we get done with one mission and it goes on to the next one, I could I usually get kicked. We don't, we never play two in a row because we got to re... Oh, it's just atrocious. And, that's, and the, the egregious part about that is that was an issue that was happening in the beta which is the point of the beta to notice that and fix the shit before the game comes out. Yeah. That's ridiculous. So first of all, about the matchmaking. So there's a few ways to do it. So obviously you can try to join someone while they're already in a match. And that works sometimes. And if it does work, like Mopar said, chances are after one or two matches, you'll get booted from the lobby out to a different lobby altogether in a different game mode even, or back to the men main menu. The other way is for everybody to party up in the menu, which is a little more stable, but it still makes it very difficult to change the game mode. Or if like three of us are playing together, we party up and then somebody joins in 20 minutes later, like in order for them to really join the group, we all have to quit, go back to the menu, then squad up again and then find a new game mode. It's just really fucking clunky. God, man. Sorry. 
Say it. Yeah, it's it's the matchmaking is just it's bad. Yeah. And along the lines of even joining a game, the fact that the main menu literally has let's call it a total of like ten items that you can even select, like in the great scheme of a main menu of a game, multiplayer, trooper. All right, that's all you can do. Right. Multiplayer, starfighter. That's it. I, I can't. I can't pick what side I'm going to be on. I can't pick what map map I want to be on. I can't filter any of that. Yeah. What? Did, what? What is? What? What happened? <laughs> what happened? You, that's like a simple. I'm making a game. And even like Call of Duty, way back in the day, would give you, uh, would let you vote on it. You'd get your your like group together, and it would be like, okay, it's between these two. And if you get a tie, it's going to be a random one or something like that. Like you could do that. It yeah. could be something as simple as that. Letting it choose for you is just basically like, well, I really feel like playing Bespin today, but I'll probably not see it at all. Or I love the prequels and I want to play as the clones, but I'm going to get yeah. stuck into 14 Galactic Empire modes in a row because it's going to Endor and then Yavin and then back and forth. I think I've been the First Order once. I've never been the, the uh, Resistance and I've been, I've been actually the droids uh, quite a few times. <laughs> but who wants to play as those fucking clankers? Yeah, yeah. I, I've been the clones maybe a handful of times. Um, yeah, it's it's just bad. Yeah, it's the matchmaking is just bad. I, um, it really is. All right. And the frustrating thing, and I just want to, I know it feels like we're beating a dead horse here, but when I complained about this game back during the beta, a lot of people said, "Calm down, it's the beta. It's not supposed to be done." Everything that you think is bad now is going to be fixed for the final game. And I calmed down a bit. But like, aside from the campaign and aside from adding new heroes or new maps, the matchmaking is the whole point of running the beta so you can fix and test these things. And it's still clunky as hell. It's exactly the same. I haven't noticed a change because you go in, you can't pick a map. After a map, you get booted to a totally different lobby and you can't mm -hmm. join up with fucking friends. So it's just really frustrating. You know how? So let me just give you a, a scenario that happened tonight. Say it. So commander, commander, and like five of oh, our yeah. friends were teamed up. Yeah. And you guys were playing on a map. I don't know how that happened. First of all, that you even had that happen. That you had six people <laughs> on the same map. Well, it started off. They were all playing on a map. I joined. Got into Star Killer Base at like halfway through the match. Once it was over, half of us got booted off of the fucking entire thing back to the menu, and like Butter Clone <laughs> was still playing in a lobby. So like we everybody had to quit to go back to the menu to join back up again, and then you got online, and I get online and I and I we're uh, Xbox grouped up, uh, so I can hear you guys yelling. Partied up, yeah, and I, yeah, partied up, and uh, you you guys just said join us. So I was like, okay, there's there's like two ways I can do this. So in in the game in the main menu, the top left corner, you can go to like uh, people who are online. And I saw your group of like six people and it, it all said playing Star Killer Base or whatever. And it, it once you hover over one of you guys, you can press Y to to join game. Yeah. Um I pressed Y. Nothing happened. Yep. I went to the next guy, pressed Y, nothing happened. So I restarted the game, shut it down, went back into it, pressed Y, nothing happened. <laughs> So was, and then one of you guys said, oh, I'll just join through the Xbox menu. Okay, that seems perfect. to work better. Yeah. So I, I shut down the whole game, went into my Xbox menu, joined game. It's opened the game and nothing happened. 
I was like, guys, how, how difficult is this? Like, you made multi- Battlefield. What the fuck are you doing? It's it's multiplayer. The fact that I can't join you makes it solo asshole five thousand. It's just I don't understand you making a <laughs> multiplayer game and no one can play together. Okay, and now let's get to once you actually get into a game. Let's say you okay, get party okay. up. The, the next, the next. Well, so I have matchmaking is uh, number one on my cons. Next was what? Number squads? two, lack of teamwork needed. Yes. So let's say you actually do get partied up. So I think uh, Friday or Saturday we played some Starfighter Assault. So we were partied up for about three or four matches, which was good. Ethan, fact, what's up? So let's say you get partied up. So now when you're in a game, anyone that you're partied up with is green. So they show up green. You can see them. No matter how far they far away they are on the map, if they're alive, you can see their green silhouette and they're green on the scoreboard. That's it. That's what happens when you party up with friends. So when it spawns for four troopers at a time, even if you and everybody are dead, even at the very beginning of the match, I spawned with my... We were playing tonight. There were six of us in a party. I spawned by myself with three other random people. What's the point of being in a party? Exactly. Because... Because... To stay in the fucking lobby, but we, as we just explained, after the game mode is over, you're going to get booted to another lobby anyway, so it doesn't make any fucking sense. So, like, I hate to keep comparing it to Battlefield. I know that they aren't going to implement such a detailed, like, squad system, and that's fine, but when we were playing together, it didn't feel like we were playing together at all. No. I, I maybe, like, throughout the entire battle, I might even just see you twice. Yeah. Like just throughout the battle, and there's no point in talking because there's nothing I can do to help you. Right. Like can't revive you. Can't give you ammo. I guess it's yeah, yeah, exactly. There's no, there's nothing you can physically do. There is nothing you can do to affect me in the entire game. What's the point of? (sighs) If I'm an officer, I can buff your health for a little bit. That's it. (laughs) Oh, oh yeah. No, 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 no. You're you're right. You're right. That is very true. And I play as the officer almost all the time because I unlock the finally unlock the three round burst. Well, it's a four-round burst with the mod pistol. If you get a lock on a good headshot, it's a single headshot dead. Mm-hmm. So I've been playing as the officer a lot. So I like that. So I can buff people and help lay down a little bit of support. But that's pretty much it. Yeah, I can't think of anything outside of that. Good call on that. That uh, outside of the officer one special ability, I don't think there's anything that the troopers on on one side of the battle can do to help each other. Um, the assault has a, a scan dart, which will track enemies. Which is helpful, that but help. you can't do that to another. Like I can't revive you or give you health or anything, you know. Yeah. So. Okay. So just two. Okay. Womp womp. And I haven't played as assault, <laughs> so I don't know. You don't? Or I, excuse me, I haven't played as a heavy, so I don't know. Oh, okay. What they have? Kerner plays as heavy all the time, and it just you know how Kerner is. <laughs> I also know how the heavy class is. So. Um. Yeah. Lack of teamwork. It's. For all the difficulty of getting in the game, getting in the game together, getting in the game together and seeing each other on the battlefield. Well, there you are. High five. Let's walk this way because we can't do anything. Yep. So, <laughs> and, and it's like, I and I said I wasn't going to do this, but I'm going <laughs> to do it. Like when, when you get into a battle in, in like battlefield, there's limitations of a certain class that like, okay... Assault. You can shoot people from pretty far away. You can heal yourself, but you're going to run out of ammo if, you, if you're doing really well. So right. obviously, you got to have a support class with you. Uh, but I'm assault and I have ammo. Oh, crap. There's a tank. Now what do you do? Well, you need a, an engineer with you. You need something. There's other stuff that you need to make 
the flow of the game work. Right. And it's and it's unique to every battle because mm-hmm. other people use a lot of vehicles. A lot of people use only troops. Mm-hmm. Um, so it depends on the battle. Depends on who you're playing. Which in this game, I feel like it doesn't matter who you're playing. It doesn't matter what map you're on. Just go in and shoot. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Know. I don't. I don't and, the mo- and the most reason I'm that I'm mad about that is because they promoted, they like publicized the fact that they added classes to it so much. I was like, yeah, great, you added four classes, but them playing together doesn't really mean anything. Because when there's a vehicle on the battlefield, like take the the walkers or the MTT from the Galactic Assault mode, if you're a, like, you should have a class that has a rocket launcher, so you can go and, and and take that thing down. And I know there's the rocket trooper, which is like the upgraded class. But, like, you have to go to a fucking corner of the map to pick something up to attack that thing. Like, you don't just have a class that's equipped to take out vehicles for that reason. That makes me feel just like in the, in the 2015 version, how you had to run across the, the map to get To that, get a card. Uh, yeah. To get that chip or whatever it was. It's like, why? Token. Why? Token. Yeah. Yeah. Chuck E. Cheese coin. Like, it's, it's just... It just you're you're ta- you're forcing something into a game that's not needed. Just yeah. spawn. Maybe maybe even do this. Let's do kill streaks. If we all we, if we all go in and you get a certain kill streak, then you can spawn as a rocket guy, and then you can shoot at the ATTTTTTTT. That's kind of what they did with the with the battle points. So once you get to a certain point, you can spawn as the rocket trooper or uh, a tank or a walker or something like that. I know, like but that. none of that stuff matters against that big thing that's rumbling down Naboo. Yes, and that's the part that pisses me off is like like canonically and What like, is that word? What did you say? Canonically. Canon. What does that mean? Like oh, canon. Okay. okay. Canonly. Canonly. When you're a Canonly. fucking army. First of all, all right, Jesus Christ, I can't believe how mad I am about this part, but I just have to get it <laughs> off my fucking chest. On Naboo, on Theed, when the, the MTT is going down the thing and you have to blow it up. You are a battalion of clone troopers. Why do you have to run to a royal gazebo in the fucking corner of the map to grab an ion disruptor to shoot the droid tank? I understand it's kind of part of the gameplay, but it doesn't just make any fucking sense, man. Like, you should just have a rocket launcher. Yeah. No, and that's kind of my, my thought that like as the battle progresses, I feel like in, when you become a rocket trooper because you've been doing well, yeah, become the rocket trooper and use your rockets on the thing. Yeah, and you or you're not oh oh look, I got enough points now. I be, I can become a a Naboo starfighter. I can use that against thing. No, the starfighters in the in the gameplay don't do anything. You can shoot troops though, and the yeah. and the reason and the 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 thing that makes the objective stuff worse is that you get more points from killing troopers than you do from playing the objective, which okay, takes away okay. the incentive to play the objective. Okay. We're getting into my next point. <laughs> okay. My next bullet point was the point system. Yes. Is not only does it not make sense, it's like opposite, like you're saying. It, it, I would get more points running in just shooting people than actually playing the objective. And that's why we love Battlefield so much because it rewards those who are doing what you're supposed to do. Right. If you and I, there was one one map where, uh, it was actually on uh, Seed, yeah. where you and I were shooting the hell out of those um, ion cannons. Yeah. I hit the thing like four or five times. Yeah. And I and I felt like we, we were pushing the battle. You and I, maybe a handful of other people, but everybody else was just running around shooting each other. At the end of the thing, I was like 12th. Yeah. And I felt like I did so much to move the battle along. Yeah. 
it didn't make sense. And it's it's, it's almost even worse, I feel, in the uh, Starfighter Assault. It's it'll way say, worse it, than that. It, it'll say, like, shoot... Because there's points on the map. It'll say, like, shoot this uh, the carrier or whatever. And and I'll go over, and that's all I'll do. Right. I'll, the entire life, I'll shoot... I'll take down half the, the life of the thing. And I'll die, and it'll be, like, 300 points. But yeah. if I just fly around and kill people, yeah. I'll come out with, like, 15, 2,000 points. Yeah, it's not weighted properly. And not to mention those points during the game, but what you get after the match in terms of credits is based on time. So if I get 10,000 points and you get 1,000, but we both played for 10 minutes, then we get the same amount of credits at the end of the match. Which doesn't make any fucking... What's the incentive to do good? You just... I, was, I had to work the other day. Like, I, I have a lot of times I have to, like, export and upload uh, files and episodes. So while I was like working on things, I just had Battlefront open and I was on a map getting shot by people, just moving my controller around so it didn't kick me out of the lobby. And then at the end of the match, I just got, you know, 350 credits like everybody else. Just working away, racking up credits the whole time. It doesn't make any fucking did, sense. And you didn't do anything? No. I just, I set my controller upside down with the thumbstick move. So it was just like he was spinning in a circle and mm -hmm. then I died a few times. And at the end of the match, I got credits. Done. I was also getting spawn killed on seed, um, mm. and that was that's rough. I was triggered. I do not like and that map because and people are already figuring that stuff out because it spawns you randomly. It's already a crap system, yeah. and I spawned into fire because there were people knowing that people were going to spawn there, <laughs> I and I was getting sniped, and I literally took two steps forward and I died. I haven't experienced that as bad, thank God, so far. But I do, I will say that the spawn system is not very good. Um, I think they could have done better. I don't, I don't, I feel like they could have, I feel like they could have like made it work. I, can I don't, I don't have anger. to. I tell you what, man. <laughs> What's your when, next When I'm spending half the time, the, <laughs> half the physical gameplay on the map running to get killed, I'm, I'm mad. I don't like that. Yes. And that and not like I said, I don't expect them to let me spawn on my squad like in Battlefield. That's fine. But when you're playing Galactic Assault, once the game starts, like for example, in Star Killer Base, we gotta defend this thing. I'm spawning in the base to run outside into the fucking snowfield to attack people every time you die. And if you spend 30 seconds to a minute to run up into the objective and you get killed immediately then it just feels like you're just running the entire fucking time, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, let's let's get back to, uh, back to being, being being mad at the, the point system. So one, it's unbalanced. <laughs> two, it doesn't make sense because no matter how good or bad you do, everybody gets the same. Yep. So we're already triggered about these two things. Let's pack it on. So we, we all get the same points. We're all mad at it. I play as Assault because I like Assault. So mm -hmm. I, what do I want to do? Mm -hmm. I want to uh, advance <laughs> my Assault class. <clears throat> what can't I do? Advance my Assault class. I have to grab random crates who is just... It's, it's a toss-up. I, I could play Assault 100% and quite possibly get zero Assault things. I mean, there is that slight chance that that could happen. Now, sure, stuff's going to fall in because it is completely random. Yeah. But it's like... So pretty much 90% of my crates are stuff that I'm not going to use is what you're telling me. Yep. Yep. So <laughs> so what I got pissed about last week is not 100% true. So I said you can't play as Assault 
and level up the assault class. And that's kind of true, but what happens is you don't actually level up the assault class. That level that you have that signifies like how far along you are, that's how many cards you've unlocked. It's not actually, like, I guess it's level of the class, but you don't actually, like, gain experience and, and rank that thing up. Once you unlock 10 different assault cards, you're rank 10 in assault. That's what that signifies. So it doesn't matter. Those ability cards. Well, it kind of matters because you need those new ones to actually equip them and, and, and rank up. It's just annoying how it works. And um, you can craft them when you get those crafting parts and things in the crates sometimes. Or if you get duplicates in crates... Which, why would you get a fucking duplicate? That's dumb as fuck. Uh, it turns into credits and you can buy other things and do motherfucking like transactions and get on the stock market and trade for crystals and then get crafting parts. Dude, and it's ridiculous. The daily, the daily uh, crates that I get, I've got nothing but 100, 100 credits and like crafting, crafting parts. Things. Yeah. I yeah. hate it. I'm never opening it again. Never playing again. You want to play after this? Um, uh, and they did also the customization is an issue. Um, they said specifically, they did <laughs> class armor making a cameo. <laughs> they did this Reddit AMA. I'm sure people heard about it because all the controversy is pretty much happening over on Reddit. Um, they said that they did not get a chance to finish the customization as far as like look and armor and faces and stuff went. So they are adding that. So you will be able to you know pick like phase one versus phase two clone troopers, color, different visors, stuff like that. Hopefully. Uh, like if you're a rebel, you could be a Twi'lek or a Celestian character. So hopefully that gets added in. Yeah. I'm just going to be mad about it. What do you All think right, about one, that controversy, by the way? Or do you have any, do you have the last thing on your list? I do. Go what, for it. What'd you say? Well, the con the main controversy and why EA changed shit in the first place was because Reddit had a shitstorm over the crates, first of all, and that you could just buy, spend 50 bucks, buy a ton of crates and be like way ahead of everybody else. Kind of annoying, but if you're good at the game, then fuck that. doesn't matter anyways. Um, and the heroes were locked behind a crazy credit paywall. So if you yeah. get 300 credits a match, Darth Vader costs 50,000 credits, and you have to save up for him, can't buy any upgrades, any extra armor or guns or abilities. You have to wait to get Vader. It was going to take 20, 30 hours just to get one hero. 20, 30 years. And there's six heroes on, uh, that are locked that you have to get. So that was the big controversy kind of annoying but like i said the the stuff about the gameplay that we've been mentioning that for me is way more annoying than the fucking credits were let's just have a multiplayer game that plays like a multiplayer game is that am i am i wrong am i wrong to want to play star wars <laughs> i want to have fun playing star wars but i can't no you can't do uh, it okay. ea will not let you have it all right so i have this under the cons list um we can go back and forth on it, but the uh, the campaign itself. So yeah. this this was, I hated it. So first of all, okay, well you're already triggered. Um, <laughs> I I felt like this was going to be the, not the saving grace, but the biggest incentive be behind 2015 to now. Now we have a campaign. First of all, we have the Last Jedi coming out. What a perfect release! You're you're a month before. It could it could really really enhance the Last Jedi mm -hmm. or the characters in the Force Awakens, right. which in, indirectly enhances the Last Jedi. Um, it doesn't. No, it really doesn't. There's one small potential spoiler. Well, small. There's one large potential spoiler that could happen at the end. Um, but outside of that, the 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 game. It, I felt like it was more of a long, very long tutorial for all the heroes. 
It was a slap in the fucking face. <laughs> it was a slap in the fucking face. Shoot. They spent a goddamn year promoting the dark side, promoting being a bad guy, being a stormtrooper, support the Empire, being a fucking stormtrooper and seeing what they go through and why they're so devoted to the Empire. Spoiler. A spoiler alert start now. By mission fucking four, you switched to the Rebel Alliance. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, built, that's, built in, that's built into the book. But again, the campaign itself was only four or five hours long. They cut out a bunch of things. And when they promoted the entire game as Inferno Squad, being a stormtrooper, being a bad guy, let's see the Empire story. Fuck the book, man. Like, this is supposed to be a story part of the game. They switched the Rebel Alliance. Like, I, can't, I couldn't believe it. As soon as it popped up, I was so mad. And the rest of the campaign, I predicted everything that was going to happen. I was fucking triggered. So, I understand. Um, I, I get, I get why you, they did it. Like I said, I get why they did it. Like that's kind of what Star Wars does. Like here's some like stormtroopers are cool, Vader's cool, but we're about the good guys. It's the Rebel Alliance, and I understand that. The reason I'm so mad is that they spent the entire promotion of the game talking about how we're finally going to get a bad guy story. Yeah, very true. Very true. Um, yeah, and I felt I feel like it wouldn't have been as bad if they didn't promote it as such, but. <clears throat> Yeah. They really did. It was hundred percent. Hey, it's the Empire. Like we get to see their their point of view. By the way, go go gadget rebellion. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, and it was just like happy go lucky. All of a sudden, it. <sighs> yeah, and the you know one of the most cringy parts of all of that is as soon as they switched, it was like a. Uh, Hey, Bucko! Like it's it's Leia. I haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> I'm like that made it worse, man. Shut up, Aiden. Shut up. That made Just it worse. Shut up. Made it so bad. <laughs> Why are you like kidding around with Princess Leia? You have murdered more people, in, in, uh, more rebels than probably everybody put together in the Imperials. And you were happy about it. And you were. And I Glorious. was happy about it. And now you, you fucking switch sides, you goddamn traitor. You had one little fight with your dad, and then you, which one little crap, fight? Your dad got scared. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Nope. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that, um, that was really fucking frustrating. I, and that's and I, I think I even uh, texted you. I was just like, I know you're going to be mad about this because yeah. it's just. I think it's. I think it's the fourth. I think it's either like, four or five out of thirteen missions. I think. Yeah, it's and you're flying around in X wings, um, and the first few aren't that long either. No, it's 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 quick. It's a quick gameplay. Even if you are really slow with that stuff, it's a very quick gameplay. And it feels um, to me like they cut a lot of a lot of missions and a lot of story parts out of it. Mission. If they mission had explored all the understand no, <laughs> those blue random Twi'lek uh, rebels kind of looked like mission when I was playing. Um, if they had, I don't know if they cut stuff out or if they purposely made it this abrupt. If it was a longer campaign and story, I may not have been that annoyed about the switch. Because what I was expecting to see is like, because they, they did that in part of the story trailers that you see the Death Star 2 blow up on Endor. Um, she goes back to her ship, talks to her dad. They're, uh, um, what the fuck word am I trying to say? Initiating Operation Cinder. You have the Emperor's Messenger Droid, who pops up once and says one thing, that's it. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. I was expecting like her to be going, getting orders from the Messenger Droid, going, killing rebels, coming back, and, like, it's the story to develop over that. I didn't know Operation Cinder was just one awkward weather satellite plot to just blow up a few planets. 
Yeah. That's just like a weird version of the Death Star where you just go in, fuck the weather up and blow the planets up. Like it's it's even worse because you're not you're not blowing up the planets. You're just making it rain a lot, uh, which is just <laughs> dreary. No one wants to live in a rainy, rainy ecosystem. Um <laughs> No, it's it's my issues with <sighs> the campaign. Iden Versio is in the book. That's the main character. She's the commander. She's the badass. Yeah. We move on. We're, we're we start out in the campaign as her. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. You do like four or five missions, and it's it's fun. You start building up. Even though she went to the the, the rebellion, it's still like okay, okay. Let's let's still like destroy stuff and have fun, and then they throw in like every hero that doesn't make sense. That's just random. Why am I Han in Maz's palace right now with a fucking scruffy looking beard? Why? Why am I looking for some drunk for for some info? Why? I want to be Aiden. It's a shitty gameplay already. Why can't I just be Aiden and blow stuff up and get stuff done? Exactly. Why? Why am I Lando? Jumping lava rocks. That was with so this, dumb. With this blue guy, it's like what? And first of all, I did like that blue guy. He yeah, had an he attitude awesome. and he was cool. Track whatever. It still was just like there's there's. I don't want to be Lando right now. No. Like okay, it's 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 cool. And that's why I was just like it, it was it's it's a tutorial for all the heroes. Yeah. Let's play as everybody, right. and then you get to like you have to use this to get through this. And I was so fucking mad, dude. So as soon as <laughs> as soon as the Luke mission popped up, first of all, Luke looked terrible, talked terrible. His dialogue was good, but the voice actor, I'm sorry guys, but the voice actor you picked did not sound like 83 Mark Hamill at all. So as soon as he popped up, I was kind of annoyed, like, great. I only played like three or four missions as the bad guys. Now all of a sudden I'm Luke. I thought it was going to just be one quick side mission as Luke that gives you a little bit of backstory Let's you play as a hero for a few like few minutes. Okay, I can deal with that. And then you're Leia, and then you're Han, and then you're Lando. Like it just they just wouldn't fucking shut up about it. As if you can't have Star Wars unless Luke, Han, Leia, and Lando and Chewie are there too. Like I, like here's here's some prequel shit in the movie or in the, in the game, but it's not really Star Wars unless you play as Luke, Han, and Leia. Obviously, right? It just it was like. I'm not a, I'm not fucking dumb, man. Like you can make a game with a new story, characters that I care about that I can play through. You don't have to shove Luke Skywalker in my face for me to like understand that it's a Star Wars game. You know, and I haven't heard about I don't any know. of this yet. Park, tell me, why isn't there any? Uh, well, why isn't there any Rogue One characters in multiplayer? I don't know. Like that'd be cool if you could be K2SO. Lurping in and, and pulling people apart. What up, Dakota Dones? Yeah, let's uh, let's finish wrap up the campaign shit. We'll talk about. Um, I want to talk about prequel stuff and heroes and like DLC. We're not going to even get the Justice League. <laughs> this is going <laughs> to be a long episode. This if, is back to our uh, original days of three and a half hours shit. I haven't been this sober in decades. Okay, um, campaign shit. The campaign. Yeah, the Luke stuff. You know, I thought it was weird. I didn't hate it. I don't know why I didn't hate it. Maybe it was because... Maybe because you like, read the book. What, Luke's not in the book. doesn't matter. Um, I... Just uh, with your complaints about it, like I, I knew and I had those same issues, but I was okay with it because it was, it was seeing Luke in a new light. And that's why I liked it. It was seeing Luke as like a calming presence. Yeah. That there's so much... 
tension going around and he kind of just walks in, asks the guy, do you need help? Helps him out. Yeah. And then in the end, it kind of, he used that to like, I need this compass. Why should I give it to you? Because I asked. Like that made so much sense to me. I was like, okay, this is cool because you don't see like even the the Jedi in the Clone Wars, they're kind of uppity and I'm better than you and I know what's going on, but the dark side clouds all. Um, Well, because that was that was the Luke that I kind of wanted to see in Return of the Jedi. Agreed. And and when he was talking, like when he goes into Jabba and he's just calm and he's like, hey, you don't want to make this deal. Things are going to end bad. Here's the droids. Let's do this shit. That part is kind of close. But then as soon as his lightsaber is out, he's swinging left and right like a fucking crazy person. And it doesn't fit his his uh, like his like poise as a character. The dialogue in this one, in his little side mission, I thought was perfect Luke. It was great. I loved seeing that. And it helps set up for what we're going to learn about Luke between six and seven. Um, my only complaints about that were his just his face. It didn't look like Luke and his voice didn't sound like Luke. But whatever. I wasn't really focused on that. I was I was really trying to focus on his character. Um, so that's and what he was saying and how he was saying it and why he was saying it, what he got out of it. Um, so I was the the and the action, the the actual mission behind it was terrible. You're you're fighting like flying frogs. For yeah, some, some, that was like it was really weird. Fucking bugs, lightning bugs. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't. It was. It, unnecessary. Like, I felt like you could have been doing something else. Just throw in, oh, there's natives, and they want everybody off, whether you're Rebellion or... And you could have been, like, defending against them or something. But, you, of course, you had to pull out bugs. Ah, oh, man. Yep. I got I got slimed, and I'm, and I'm Luke Skywalker. <laughs> I have to say, I have to say I'm Luke Skywalker because my face is so bad that you may not know exactly. it's Luke Skywalker. Exactly. Um, Sneaker Bags so, is here. He says, of course I tune in to find you ranting about Battlefront. <laughs> yes, my friend. Yes. Well, we, we just got done uh, talking about the good stuff, but uh, we've been ranting and raving about the bad stuff too. And um, yes, Amber, they did have a huge opportunity with Aiden and they threw it out the window. And it makes me, it just makes me frustrated and sad. Like, yeah. I'm pissed, obviously, about the game, but like beyond that, as a Star Wars fan and how good Seven was and how particular and high quality Disney has been taking everything so far, it just made me really frustrated that they had to. It just felt like they cut corners and they just didn't hold true to making a good story in this one. Well, who? I'm, I, I, this is how stupid I am. It, it was EA and Dice, right? Uh, and there's a motive in Criterion, and I don't know exactly how that works out. Like what Dice does, what Criterion does. Like, well, and that's I don't what know what I was wondering. Is, who was who was the one to blame? And I feel like EA EA, ha, EA has to be the one to blame so, because EA is like the publisher. So they like fund the game, they hire dice to develop the game, they put it out, do the marketing, like and kind of control how it's going. And uh, they are like exclusively in control of Star Wars games. Which I feel like if it was just open and Bethesda could make like a Star Wars game, there'd be some competition. And EA couldn't fuck around like this. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I just don't want to get caught up in the negatives. True. Um, but because it is a fun game, and that's kind of the core of what I'm, I'm, I'm attaching myself to. Because while while it has so many downfalls, and we've just got done crapping on it for about a half hour. <laughs> yep. After this, I might play a couple rounds to see what happens. Um, the other real, and I just want to kind of finish this up uh, with the campaign. Um, to 
two things, so I try not to forget. So the campaign itself, it finishes up. You're back to Aiden. Uh, it's the you finish on the Battle of Jakku, which is pretty epic. That's pretty fun. Um, and and they kind of did like a, a, a Mass Effect one where you're like running up the side yep. of of a, a ship that's like coming down. And that was cool. It's yep. it's, it's pretty epic. Um, I, I wouldn't say any of the campaign was particularly difficult. I felt like it was spoon-fed the entire time. I died a couple times because I was just being an idiot. Oh, I played on the hardest difficulty and I breezed through it. Yeah, it was it was not, not hard, hard at all. I also feel like the campaign suffered from a lot of uh, the issues that we talked about with Galactic Assault, where it's like, we're going to talk about the story in a cutscene. Now go to this blue hovering icon and do this thing and kill people and then go to the next one and do stuff there and kill people. Just felt pretty boilerplate as far as that went. <laughs> So let me let me pull out some uh, some retro knowledge. Commander and I pull it out. Used to play uh, Halo in Halo Two. I yeah. think it was the first first or second one that we would go back and forth on co op or, or on uh, campaign. Um, and there was many times where we would get lost because we weren't like listening to dialogue and uh, stuff. Dialogue conversations. What you're supposed to do. I feel like that is what should happen. If you're not listening or paying attention, you should get lost. And I felt like there was no room for that in this game because I'm just float. I'm you got to run towards the, the floating blue thing that's yeah on the map. Sometimes it's red. So no, oh, that's a good one. <laughs> um, but I felt I feel like there there should be room for error. There should be room for messing up and dying and all that. And there really isn't. Yeah. You could be you could be five years old. Sorry to all the five year olds that are listening <laughs> to our shit. I cussed. I'm sorry. Mad at Tell mad your parents as hell. to be better. <laughs> um, yeah, but, but uh, uh, the I, I feel Jakku, like it, it, they had they, there was just a lack of depth yeah, to the campaign. I agree. Yeah, and Battle of Jakku like solidified it because it was epic. The scenario was like you look around and there's star destroyers in the atmosphere. Things are blowing up. Things are crashing. Star destroyers are breaking in half. It looks fucking sweet. But at the end of the day, fly your X-wing over to this blue icon, land, do some things. Fly over to this blue icon, do some things. It just it was just the same thing over and over again. Just wasn't yeah. varied enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, the droid was cool though. The droid was fucking sweet. What droid? Aiden's little droid. Oh yeah, that was that was probably the coolest aspect of the campaign. Yeah, how you could like access him and use him in in different ways. Yeah, and he could hack um, and shock stuff for you. Yeah, that was sweet. Yeah, I agree. Oh, he was a big part of the uh, the book too. Nice. Um, and I it, I actually didn't. I didn't know it was like attached to her back, but they used, uh, uh, I forget his name. The engineer guy, Aiden's Lars. I don't know what his name was. <laughs> uh, Dell. Dell. Dell was like the engineer guy scientist in, in the book. Um, and, uh, he created that, that droid and it helped him out quite nice, a few times nice. in the book. Yeah. So it was cool to see that like transfer over and him be used like throughout major scenes that if you didn't have him, they probably wouldn't have made it through. Yeah. He was um, sweet. Um, droid in Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. I like it. And it, it, he didn't have to talk at all. He was just a useful droid. Right. That's kind of fun sometimes. Um, Sweeney says they dumbed down the campaign mode for casual gamers or Star Wars fans who were buying a game like this for the first time. Yes. Yeah, and it was it was dumbed down too much. It's just there was no like we said it was yes. say something. You your mouth's open. Yes. I, I was going to say like it is better than the 2015 version, 
and I've pe heard people make that argument. Yes, it is, but it's obvious that they still dumbed this one down as well. So even though they threw a few more things in there and gave us prequels and gave us sequel content, they still dumbed the game down. Like you can't get away from that fact that like, it's not a. I don't have any fucking words for this anymore, man. <laughs> All right, we're going to be moving on. Let us know your thoughts. That you're most likely pissed, just like Do you want to like talk about DLC or like missing Rogue One content or anything or just skip no, away? No, I'm done. I don't... I, and I, I, I hate being negative. So I, it's... Because I do negative, too, but I'm not we're gonna... negative, we're going to... We're going to spawn negative thoughts in everybody else. It's the same thing as what we're going to be getting into with Justice League. All right. That... that I, because I, I personally feel like you, you read negative comments and went in expecting no, to not to no, like it. No, absolutely not, absolutely not. I swear okay. to God, I did not. I was really excited okay. for it. Okay. Um. All right. So that's that's it. One one out of three. As they fix bugs and stuff for uh, Battlefront Two, um, I feel like there's a potential to be a solid two. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think it'll ever be a three because there's just too much. Yeah. Too much that they, they 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 just left out. Um. Agreed. But but with all that said. Start, Buy it, like, rent it, or or pass on it. I yeah, I think this is where I keep confusing the fuck out of myself and people that are listening to our opinion. Is like if you're a Star Wars fan, we're kind of stuck with it because it's the only game that we have. But it's still fun to be in those scenarios. It's still fun to play on Star Killer Base and to be in Pose X Wing and shoot the fuck out of some Tie Fighters. Like it's still fun to play. If you're a Star Wars fan, you kind of have to get it. It's worth it for that. And 60 bucks is like not that much money anymore for a game. So I, I say still get it, but I'm not going to just be complacent about the bad stuff. So that's I'm it. definitely going to say buy it. Uh, yeah, I, buy it. Unfortunately, it has its downfalls, but uh, um, or just wait, wait. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, pre-owned. What? What? Yeah. He said, wait, wait for 40. Wait for pre-owned or when they reduce the price or something for Christmas. Yeah. It's something that, yeah, I mean, like like you said, we're stuck with it, but the scenarios are cool. You get to play as Kylo finally. You get to play as Rey finally. There's aspects to the game that you're not going to get anywhere else. So it's oh, definitely a, it's a buy it for me. We didn't talk about the uh, the Kylo mission or the ending possible spoiler for 7. Okay, Kylo mission was weird. Yeah, so they threw this Kylo mission at the end. So basically, it just you finish the campaign at the Battle of Jakku. Aiden and Del start making out, and then it jumps to... Maybe a few months or something before. Uh, I thought Force it Awakens. even said like a couple said years decades. or something. Well, it said huh? decades later. Did it say decades? Yes. Well, it's obviously like from a few years after six to Force Awakens is decades. But it decades. jumped to Kylo Ren is hunting down the map for to Skywalker, and he comes across Dell, and he's in the old Corvus, which has been retrofitted. And you hear that now he has a daughter, and he's a smuggler, and he gave up fighting for the Resistance to like take care of his daughter. And then Kylo Ren tries to break into his mind. And I thought this was dumb. Like, it was cool to play as Kylo, but when you're fighting through his memories and just killing troopers, I thought that was stupid. Um, I agree. I brain farted for a second. Sorry. No, I agree. Because that it was like every every other mission in the campaign was very straightforward. And this one was just like at right at the end of the game, you went really weird, dreamy, spacey with it. And it just, first of all, it didn't fit. Mm -hmm. Second of all, you were, like, even in the dream sequences, you were fighting all enemies. Like, you started fighting First Order people, and then you were fighting, like, 
natives and then you were fighting the resistance and it was just like and those fucking I, bugs I, so came is back. this is this what is this supposed to like represent you fighting through his memories yeah like this and it, everything was like smoky and i right. got lost once Warbly. and i was just like over in a corner just somewhere a fucking caesar yeah it was just a very very awkward weird way to end a campaign yeah it was and i think what they were trying to do was set it up for dlc which i get but it wasn't done very well um and basically what happens is you get to the memory. He learns that Laura Santeca has the map, which kind of sets us up for where, why he's going to Jakku in the first place. So now there's all these ties between Aiden and Dell ending the campaign at Jakku. Kylo's tracking down Dell. He finds out that Laura Santeca has Skywalker's map. And now he's back at Jakku. So all these like invisible, not invisible, fuck. All these uh, dots are like being connected between how the campaign ended and episode seven. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it It sets up a perfect... And I, I feel like Disney's playing with our minds because everything's so obvious that stuff connects at I this doubt, point. Yeah, I, with and it, I doubt with, this is real, but go. With it ending on Jakku, they blaringly say, Kylo says to Dell, your daughter has messed with your devotion, your mind, or whatever. You're no longer able to do whatever the hell... It's just like, all right, let's add this up. You were on Jakku 20 years ago. You now have a daughter that could be 19, 20 years old. Oh, look what we have in episode seven. Daughter from a Jakku daughter is 19, 20 years old. Someone that's 19, 20 years old on Jakku. So it's like they lined up the, like you said, they connected dots or they put the dots on the map. Right. That right next to each other that, you know, it's an easy connection. Um, I really, and it's like, it almost doesn't make sense. The other thing was the fact that Luke ran into Dell. So this is the, this is the, the dots that aren't connected directly. Luke actually was a part of turning Dell over yeah. and changed him into a good guy. Yeah. So the fact that we, in episode eight, when Ray actually meets up with Luke, I feel like there's that face where he's like, I know you. Yeah. If it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So let's walk down that path. Like some, there's a connection between us and I'm not sure what it is, but it could potentially be you're here because I was forgive. I, I forgave your father for being in the situation that he was put in mm -hmm. and helped him out and changed his mind. Right. And all the way down the line, 30 years later, 20 years later, here you are. Knocking on my hobbit hole. Knocking on heaven's door. Yeah. Yeah. It's so the the whole aspect that, and it doesn't even have to directly be Aiden, Aiden's daughter. It could be, I mean, True. you don't know. Dell, yeah. Dell could be banging around. Um, yeah. I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world, but I just don't think it's likely. Yeah. I think it's just too obvious, honestly. Um, so there, there's a potential large spoiler, but we just talked about it. I, I, I'm scared to say that it could be true. I did also see on Twitter from one of the developers that said, whatever the next DLC that's coming out, or first, I should say, he, he said he recommends not playing the Resurrection DLC until after you see Last Jedi. Then why would they release it before? Just throwing that out there. I don't know if it's coming out before. I'm just saying that he said, don't, see, don't play it until you see the movie. Well, they better not release it until after. I don't know what the fuck's happening. I gave up. I'm mad as heck. Um, all right. 
that's our final thoughts on uh, on that justice. Yep. Oh wait. All right, moving right along. This is the longest episode it's ever been. I right. love it. I feel, like, right. I feel like real, real host now. <laughs> it's like we're doing something. Well, it's been All like right. it felt like uh, somewhat of a dry spell of like content, like at the end of summer and fall. And now all of a sudden we got Thor, we got Justice League, we saw I saw a bunch of different movies. We got Battlefront, we got Last Jedi coming out. A lot of stuff's popping up. Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> all right. So moving on to Justice League. Do it. Uh Commander and I saw it separately, but on the same night on their uh the Thursday release. Um what was your mindset going in? You said you you well, obviously everybody wants to love it. But yeah. uh, the only thing that I saw, and I didn't read any reviews, I went to Rotten Tomatoes and saw that it had like a 38%. Oh. And I, I just thought in my mind, like, that's impossible. Like, really, truly, it can't be that bad. And I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, and I can. was thinking about this. I was thinking, no, I was thinking about the same thing with uh, Batman vs. Superman, which also had like a 30%. And I was just like, it can't be that bad. What what is there has to be a disconnect. And I recently went back over and I saw the audience reviews and it was almost 90%. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I was how why why is there that big of a disconnect? Are the critics not comic book fans? I don't know. If you're know. a critic and you hate Batman, then don't review a Batman movie. Have you watched so we love the Star Wars prequel joke reviews from Red Letter Media, but have you watched any of the other their other podcast episodes or anything? No. They pretty much hate everything. Sure. Everything that comes out, fuck it. They don't like it. Yeah. So this yeah. is how I feel like the critic zone is in. It's like everything is... They're overly critical. They never listen <laughs> about the movies. <laughs> and they're all just like subpar to them. Like nothing's going to ever add up. And that's just the same thing that we've raved about with Star Wars fans. Nothing's going to match up to the original trilogy. Fuck you. So I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know why it keeps getting low scores. And I and I I have to say now because we didn't already. This is going to be a major spoiler uh, review. So of course, if you haven't already, if you haven't already seen the movie, uh, I would definitely pause uh, pause or forget that any of this has happened. Like an, a Men in Black flashy thingy, uh, <laughs> it never happened. Um, so going forward, we're going to be getting into that. Which, by the way, I recently watched. Uh, just to go on a real quick tangent, I, I recently watched Men in Black. Still amazing movie. That popped in my it's, head it's the awesome. other day. Actually, I really wanted to see that. It's yeah, it pop, it's on uh, Netflix. It's uh. It's just oh, a solid that's, movie. Yeah, that's why it popped up. It was on Netflix, yeah. Um, I think I'm going to watch it too. And I've been going back and through the uh, Pierce Brosnan and James Bond movies. So once I finish those, I'll probably watch Men in Black. Yeah. All right. All right. So your initial thoughts were, were, were what on Justice League? My initial thoughts were I was kind of let down okay. by it. Like I was really excited going into it. I thought that with Wonder Woman, they finally figured their shit out, the DC Universe did. Okay. Like, obviously, I like BVS a lot, but it got bad reviews. I liked the um, Ultimate Edition even more. Suicide Squad was an absolute failure. Wonder Woman was amazing. And Aquaman looks cool. All the trailers look cool. I was like, finally, we're going to redeem themselves with it. So I was, maybe I was overly excited for it, and that was the problem. Um, but I was just not a huge fan of, of how it went. I just thought it felt rushed to throw all these people together. That, I mean, you know, The Flash has never been in a battle does he know the rest of them? Felt rushed with Aquaman throwing in there, especially when he spent his first two scenes saying that he didn't wait, give a fuck wait, about did, anything. Did you just say the the Flash was rushed? Yeah. Come on now. He's the Flash. Oh, I got it. 
were so upset. No, uh, okay, okay. I, I feel like I have rebuttals to all this, but that's fine. Yeah, okay, yeah, keep, that's keep, fine. Keep, my, my biggest complaints were I just felt like it was rushed to bring a team together. They didn't, they weren't like 100% cohesive at first. So that's, I, that's, I get that. That's fine. They didn't love each other and they weren't like all gung ho about it, which mm-hmm. is cool. Um, I'm pissed that they brought back Superman. I wanted to kill myself when he came on screen. I don't know the real yeah. story of this. And that's the problem, I think, is like, I'm going into it not knowing any of the backstory of Justice League. I know Batman, and that's pretty much it. Everything else is I'm kind of discovering as I watch DC movies, which has been pretty surprising so far, with the exception of Suicide Squad. So coming into it with that perspective, it's not like Dark Tower where I was like waiting to see the gunslinger on screen, and I'll forgive that it was that bad because I was waiting to see Roland Deschain. I had no idea what was going to happen. I'm just kind of evaluating it as I go. So when Superman popped back up, I was like, are you fucking serious? Get this guy out of here with his fucking mustache. I don't want him in this movie right now. <laughs> like, so, seriously. The, 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 yes, the, the, the cat mustache. mustache or whatever the fuck. Oh my God. Um, it was, um, but it was just mainly bringing the team together so quickly. Um, Superman. And then I was just really annoyed that Steppenwolf had to be motherfucking CGI. I don't. I, that's it's whatever. Like, it's like, everything's it's gonna like, be. What's not CGI nowadays? Just, I, of course, there is CGI. I'm just saying him himself. Like it's like the dwarf from uh, the third Hobbit movie. That's how it felt. Like he does look like the Steppenwolf. He looked like a guy in a mask. Like with his face was all fucked up, but it still looks like a dude in a mask. Just put some makeup on the guy and put him in a fucking mask. Sorry. Go ahead. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, before I get all into my stuff, uh. Amber says she agrees with the rush comment. Also obligatory. Uh, why the fuck did they change the Amazonian costumes to be eye candy? I so I saw that post before I saw the movie, and then I was just like, wait, there's like four Amazonians that are on screen for like five seconds, knocking the uh, the door closed. But outside of that, there's there's like fifteen hundred Amazonians running around. Amazons, Amazons, Amazonians. Um, that are in full body armor. Yeah. So I was just like, that has nothing. I'm sorry. And it, it, I was mad that people were pissed off about that when it literally had nothing to, almost nothing to do with the Amazons themselves. Right. Like there was four chicks by a door, but outside of those, everybody was in full battle armor and was fine. It wasn't eye candy. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, yeah. So it, yeah, it, it, there was, a, it was very minimal. Sorry. Yeah. Then there you go. There's your answer. Cause it was, Again, like four chicks by a door. Outside of that, oh, everybody's full, yeah. full body armor. Yeah, if you haven't seen it yet, you won't be like pissed about it. Trust me. Everything makes yeah. everybody makes a bigger deal about things on Twitter than they actually are. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, with that out the way, and that's kind of the feeling I get that stuff like that happens where people, one person will say one negative thing, and that'll get shared, and now it's truth. Because I saw that several times on Facebook about people getting mad about the suits. Yeah. When pe- first of all, no one had even... It hadn't even been released. And I people know. were already mad about the movie. And second of all, it had nothing to do with the movie and it wasn't actually like an issue. The Amazonians were in the movie for five minutes or less. Yeah. And 99.9% of them were full body armor and yeah. were like dying. And they it was epic. exactly like they did in Wonder Woman. Yes. It, yeah, it was perfect. Um, all right. So my initial thoughts were... Uh, I, I thought the... The movie altogether was phenomenal. There was like very small, I, let me just call it less than five very small things that like the the mustache. I stared at Superman's upper lip the entire time he was on screen and it was just like, I, I didn't know what was going on. 
I was kind of confused because I didn't know like it was a mustache thing. Like so, to oh, give you guys it was a, like a, like an inside joke or whatever. N- no, so uh, Henry, what is his name? Cavill. Henry Cavill had a mustache during filming because he was doing filming for another movie where he needed a mustache. So what they ended up doing was CGIing out his mustache in this movie, and that's why his face oh. looked looked all weird the whole movie. And I'm thinking, okay, that's first of was. all, first of all. Why would you CGI it out? Just have Superman be like a scruffy beard. And then when he has to go over, shave the beard and keep the mustache. How hard is that? Right. Like, I'm fine. <laughs> like, um, And that could almost like signify this is a different Superman. Oh, see the fac- facial that. hair? See the facial hair? Yeah, it's but see, that's, that's too subtle for them to do that. They have to actually spell it out. Yeah, well, they, they messed up his upper lip a lot. <laughs> so, all right. So outside of that, let me let me... I'll get into the cons first because I do have quite a few more pros. But first of all, um, I was very happy with it. I walked out. uh, I was just surprised I liked it that much. I try to be more critical. I was, I try to be more critical up front and then slowly enjoy the movie more and more when I see it more and more. I walked out of there just pleasantly surprised that I really, really liked it. Um, All right. Running through the the cons here. Missing mustache. We just talked about it. Superman's upper lip the entire movie is just <laughs> weird. And I, I actually had to I had to look it up uh, to understand what was going on. And I came across like the mustache situation. Right. Um, there was there's a lot of different ways they could have gone about that, and they just didn't they didn't do it right. That was dumb. They uh, they could have just like I said, given him facial hair. Mm-hmm. I mean, a mustache alone you couldn't do that. It just looks weird. Right. Just give him a scruffy looking nerve hurdle look. Whatever. Yeah. Of course. Like Han um, in the fucking mission on Battlefront 2. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then beyond that, the CGI overall was... It was shoddy in areas. Yeah. Um, but it was like... It's very weird. So like in certain scenes, like a fighting scene, Aquaman would look great 75% of the time. And then like when Cyborg's <laughs> flying through the air and grabs onto him, it was like really like shifty, doesn't make sense, weird throwing him. I don't. I just don't understand. How can you be so good, like seventy five percent of the time, and then just, eh, it looks good enough, right? Like, why? Why would you do that? Whatever. Um, Off of that well, note, well, I, I felt most of the time that the characters and the fighting and stuff looked good. I didn't love the environments. Was the part of the CGI that I didn't think looked great, like the whole red apocalypse area of Russia. I was like, okay, you're you're, you're stretching it right here. I didn't really have any issues with. Uh, the setting at all. It's kind of interesting that you said that because I wasn't really paying attention. I was really focused on the characters. Uh, and everyone's, the everyone's reminding you that Superman died with no facial hair and he wouldn't have grown hair while he's dead. Well, I'm mad. All right. I'm mad about it. <laughs> he's because, a god, so there are no fucking rules. Because clearly he wasn't dead because he came back. So, and he's Superman and he's an alien. So maybe aliens grow facial hair when they died. I've proven you're all wrong. I, you just shut it off. Just un- unsubscribe. <laughs> get out of here. Done. You're not no. worthy. You're not worthy. Um, yeah, so it, it's whatever. Yep. Um, I think That's what it is. So one of your gripes about it, which I'm just, I'm trying to understand because I agree to a, a certain extent and uh, disagree to a certain extent is the missing character development on certain characters. Yeah. Um, I said it's okay with me because there's certain characters like Cyborg where. I'm actually more interested in them because they didn't answer everything. And they give you little snippets and I didn't want it to be overly done. Like if they focused on Cyborg quite a bit more, 
I thought it would have been out of place because we all know he's kind of a secondary character. We've got the core three, Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman now. Right. And we're introducing Flash and Aquaman and Cyborg. Yeah. So I feel like it's fine that we we kind of know where he comes from. His background is obviously from one of the mother boxes. Right. I think and I, was, I think he was a confusing character altogether because yeah. he didn't understand his power. So True. I thought it worked. Power-wise, I wasn't that mad. I think it was more along the lines of they tried to give him a little mini origin story in there. Whereas True. Flash just he popped up. Bruce Wayne finds him. He's lightning, he's fast. We already get that. Like it's fine. They don't talk about it that much. He has that one scene with his dad in the prison. That's really it. And he just he's there. Cyborg, it felt like they really tried to go into who his dad was, why he got fucked up in the first place, what the mother box thing was. And that, it just felt like there was so much information crammed too quickly. I didn't really get it. Yeah, and I think it was a general feel of the entire movie. Things just felt a little rushed. Yeah. Um, we'll see if they come out with like an, a, a director's cut because I think that will answer a lot of questions. I feel like this is what DC's got to do because if they came out with a director's cut, it would be rated R and they would miss out on a lot of sales. And that's just kind of how it is. It already missed out on a lot of sales, which is unfortunate. I feel like it's the people, lowest it's the lowest it, opening of any of the DC movies. Which is unwarranted though. I feel like it's unfor I know it's unfortunate, but it's just telling. I, I just don't think people care about the Justice League as much as a Batman movie. And that's very surprising because <laughs> um if it's not directly related to Batman himself, people jump off very quickly. Like, you have to be into comic books to even see a Superman movie, I feel like. Batman's more relatable. You don't have to know a lot about him. Wonder Woman is still very comic bookish, along with The Flash. Now, The Flash might be more, more and more screen time because he's got that series and people are kind of more familiar with him now. But I don't think the series is related to that, which is why when you mentioned that Flash has his own series, so who cares about his origin story? I get that, but I don't think that series is actually tied into who his character is in this. They're True, separate, and which is we, why DC keeps fucking... Like, I don't understand why you would keep those things separate. It doesn't make any sense. I, I, I feel like this movie was set up for comic book fans, though. And there was a lot of assumptions that DC did or had in this that they assumed you know a little bit about... Yeah. Uh, Flash's background. I they I think they assumed you already know who Steppenwolf is because he's one of the major bad guys in the DC universe, especially the Justice League universe. Right. I I feel like a lot of that stuff was assumed that maybe the 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 casual moviegoer might just it might go right over their head and they may just look at this guy like who the hell is Steppenwolf? Yeah. That's what, um, that's what happened. Which which. I was I I don't know a lot about him, but I do know him. We see him in Batman vs Superman. Uh, well, in the vision, right? Yeah. No, well, not only or the vision, his, but his nightmare, right? Um, no, no, no. Not only in the in the nightmare dream sequence, he was also talking to um, who's the bad guy? Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor. He was. T yeah, you see him uh, talking to Lex Luthor on the uh, Superman ship. What? Yeah, there's a scene where you see Steppenwolf. I think it's when. Superman flies in, or no, when they're coming to arrest him, uh, he's talking to a massive being and it's Steppenwolf. I do not remember that at all. Yeah, see, there's a lot of connections and that along with that thing in the dream sequence where the Flash is yelling, uh, Lois, Lois is the key, is the key. That also linked up with 
it, when you bring him back, right? Lois is the key. So right. there, there's that a lot Bruce's of there's a lot plan. of back and forth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I got that. Yeah, I get that much. Um. So I yeah. It just, I, I it just feels to me like if they are trying to make something, if they're trying to compete with Marvel at all, they're doing it the wrong way. If they're trying to just make comic book movies for comic book fans, that's a totally different discussion. And they're doing exactly probably what they should be doing. But it doesn't seem like that's what their goal is with these movies. It seems like they're trying to compete, but they're trying to keep it comic book level. I don't know. I... If Sweeney is still in here, you should shout because I know you know a hell of a lot more about the comics than we do. Um, yeah, I, I feel like there, there, there might be a happy medium there that they're trying to go for that's not quite working out because everybody knows like the uh, animated DC Universe, those things are awesome. And mm -hmm. uh, if they were to even get close to that now in those things, they assume a lot. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. Let, uh, let's get back to the actual movie. Um <laughs> So, missing character development. I'm okay with it. I understand the gripes about that, but whatever. Yeah. Um, and I was also saying that actually makes me more interested in those characters, which warrants a solo film, which is what we're getting with the, well, especially with like the Aquaman uh, and the cyborg stuff. The Flash. I'm I'm familiar with the Flash. I don't need anything else behind him. Um, one of my other small gripes, which had major had major impact to the movie is once Superman was revived, yeah. um, everyone was immediately saved. Like, the, like, like, we had this battle between Steppenwolf and the other characters, and it, it was basically a big failure. He was too much. So then they go save Superman, and they come back, and it was like a fun, happy dance battle yep. at the end. I because, thought the same exact thing. Because Superman's so strong. Well, first of all, Superman coming back in the first place... He wasn't mentioned at all. Bruce didn't say it was his plan. No one brought his name up in, at all. Well, except for obviously people were sad because he was gone. Like you see his flag hanging places. I get that. But like the team never talked about it. And then all of a sudden they get back to Bruce's uh, back cave at one point. And then he's like, I need to use this thing to supercharge Superman's grave and bring him back. And I have a backup plan. I was like, when is Superman in the mix? Also, it should have been a fucking surprise, but he was in all the marketing material too. So what the hell? Well, yeah, it, it was kind of just sudden. I feel like it might have been something that Bruce Wayne had been uh, mulling over and considering, but he didn't have a power source or a way to do it. And when he started learning about these mother boxes, he figured... And that's when uh, Wonder Woman started talking, uh, do they contain power? No, they are power. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of... I, I felt like that was maybe a little clunky, but I thought it made sense. Especially like they're losing, they can't do it by themselves. So they need Superman. So we gotta, we gotta do something. Yeah, of course. Um, also, did you know there was uh, the director split on this? Like Zack Snyder started it and Joss Whedon finished it. Oh, that's very I don't know weird. If you knew that. So that's, kind of, I think that's where a lot of the issues are. Like in I tone and styling that. and pacing. I think that's a lot of where the problems lie. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense now. Um, that's that's kind of it for my con. So the the missing mustache was the biggest one, uh, and then the whole Superman thing. We all know that Commander and I don't like Superman, and the fact that they just bring him back and he defeats everything, it it yeah. does piss me off too. But yeah, him coming <sighs> him coming back felt like the T Rex from Jurassic World. That's exactly <laughs> is, yeah. As soon as and then I yeah. hate that it that him being in the movie ruined like the second half of it for me. But as soon as he got revived, that's how I felt in the theater as we were watching Jurassic World for the rest of the thing. 
And like we were in there, I feel bad because Tommy Boy was all about it. And the, the other three of us were shitting on the whole thing. But as soon as he came back on screen, I looked to my right and I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? He's back. Jesus, man. Well, I, I knew he was coming back. So I, I, didn't, I didn't react like that. But um, yeah, why would they have the dirt move? Why would Lois be a key to anything if he's not coming back? Yeah, I just I, I just knew he was coming back. Um, yeah, I guess. But yeah, I feel like that's probably the biggest downfall was the fact that when he came back, everything was just instant, saved, done. Of course. He can do. And it just makes me mad that, okay, Wonder Woman's a god, but she uses a sword. She She's not like, she can't fly around and zap people with her eyeballs. Yeah. So, but all, but Superman can. Right. And he could probably also use a sword if he wanted to. Right. Uh, Flash is really fast. Oh, well, Superman's also really fast. Well, of course. Batman's very, Batman's very smart. Well, of course. Superman's also really smart. It took away, like, him being there just removes the purpose of all the other heroes. That's, and that's Superman. That's, that's, a, that, that's an Superman. issue with Superman. <laughs> I know. And not the movie. That's, I know. So, but like um, you said, even Wonder Woman, a god, was getting her ass beat, and then Superman popped up, and then Wonder Woman, without Superman, was doing good. He boosted everybody's morale by 10 points. So there might be a conversation there because she defeats a god in her own movie and then she's having trouble with this alien. And now that mixture between what's god and what's alien because Mm -hmm. the alien in the Star Wars or in the the, um, DC universe, Superman, could easily crush Thor, who's a god in his universe. I feel like there there would be not even a chance for Thor. Yeah. So that like the title of that, we don't really know. Yeah. Um and and to be fair, uh Superman was pretty much considered a god in uh Batman versus Superman. So well, yeah, to wordplay there too. To earthlings, yeah. To earthlings. All right. Well, and you so can I'm even a- also say because Thor's a god in our mythology, but you could say in that universe he is an alien because he lives on a different planet and he travels through space. He even calls himself a god though. It's kind of weird. Um God of Thunder. And rock and roll. Uh, that's a rush or a rush song. That's a kiss song. If you guys don't know, all right. I'm gonna be rambling off some uh, uh, pros that I had um, for the movie, and I want to bounce them off of you. Um, while the the plot was while the movie was rushed, I felt like the plot was still interesting. They're creating a larger thing outside of Earth, which outside of Cal El. We don't really see anything outside of Earth in the DC universe yet. Mm-hmm. You mean by uh, bringing Steppenwolf in? By bringing Steppenwolf in, there's something from the outside coming in, right? And and it kind of like makes sense that, all right, clearly it's something we don't understand, we don't know, right? We fought him once, we basically lost. We need to do something, team up, get right. get Superman back. I thought it was it was a cool plot. It's like in the, a, uh, in a like the invasion in Avengers, kind of. Yeah, and like, I thought it made sense. Like, there's yeah. no way we can do this alone. We have to get the drunken frat boy Aquaman on board. Um, which also, a lot of people had issues with, but I was like, he's a drunken asshole who doesn't care about people. I know. So, of course, he's going to act like a, a frat boy. Like that's- Which I thought was cool. I just, maybe I didn't catch, maybe I missed a part, but I just felt like him actually joining the team was rushed. Like, maybe it wasn't clear. Maybe I missed a line of dialogue or something that was important, but it felt like... He told Bruce to fuck off and then he went down to Atlantis and he said something to one girl and then he went back to join the team. Well, I felt like... So, Bruce confronted Aquaman. Yeah. Said there's a major blah, blah, blah it's coming. A big old we bad need, guy we, coming in from space. Yeah. We and need he, was like, he was like, screw you. That's not going to happen. And then it did happen. Right. 
So he was like, well, the guy walked into our sacred steps that no one's ever done, took what he wanted and got the hell out. I guess I do need to listen to him. I thought mm. it made sense. Yeah, I must. I see, like I said, maybe I missed something. Yeah, I must have and missed it was, line of that dialogue. Was the whole him returning to Atlantis was kind of hazy and you don't really know. Right. And I'm sure I'm sure his movie will answer all that. But uh, um, yeah, his relationship with that sacred city was kind of kind of confusing in, in that movie. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the heroes didn't mesh immediately, which I absolutely love. Correct. The worst thing I could imagine is them all coming together, agreeing on everything. Let's get Superman up. Let's do this. And even the, the fact that two big ones, Batman and Wonder Woman, at the very core of the, the issue that brings Superman back, they were on opposite sides of. Right. And I thought that was awesome that they're not just all gung-ho, happy, happy-go-dicky about this. Um, <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, I was I was happy with that. What I mean, you what, what were your uh, uh, thoughts on like the relationships of the the heroes? Good, yeah, it was good. I like I said, I don't feel like Aquaman really had a relationship with the rest of them. True, he was, he was an just, outsider. Yeah, uh, Cyborg, Cy, Cyborg, Cyborg was also. Uh, <laughs> he felt like an outsider. He was pissed about everything, kind of resentful, and he came around by the end because he realized, you know, how powerful he was and the threat that was being brought into the world was tied into how he got created in the first place. So that tied together well. Yeah. I like that Wonder Woman and Bruce were fucking around with each other. They were pissed about it and he was talking trash about her being here for 100 years and not doing anything. Um, and Flash just felt like kind of comic relief. And he which, had a crush on Wonder Woman, which who doesn't? I uh, was... I'll, I'll just jump to that. I thought Flash was great. Yeah, he was awesome. I thought it made sense. Is he's another outsider? I would. I feel like Aquaman is not so much of an outsider because him and the Amazons have a history together. They fought in that great war against Steppenwolf oh, the yeah. first time. That's right. That's right. So that they little do Lord have of the his, Rings backstory. <laughs> yeah, which which also quick fucking awesome thing. Uh, there we saw a, a Green Lantern flying around. Yeah, fighting that was cool. That, Travis was freaking was out. Epic. Yeah. That whole historic battle scene was like oh. My God, this is what the DC universe is built on. Like we're getting to the back to the the thickest stuff where this is the beginning of the Amazons and the beginning of uh, of uh, uh, Waterboy. Um, I'm so Liquid excited for dude. it, Liquid Man. <laughs> um, so let's get back to the Flash. I thought the Flash was great. Yes, I thought he was like the obvious choice for comic relief, but I felt like it wasn't forced because one he. He knows his power, but he doesn't know how to like apply it. Okay, I'm fast. Right, like, right, right. And he, we get into an actual battle scene, and he's looking at Bruce or looking at Batman, just like, I've never done this. I don't know what to do. Right. And as soon as Bruce just said, just save one person. Right. And he saw how easy it was, and he just it made the connection that, okay, okay, let's do it. Yep. Um, uh, and I felt like the Flash became DC Spider-Man. Yeah. So in, in the Avengers 2... I feel that. Or I'm sorry, in the Civil War, yeah, like he was the young kid, the innocent, didn't know his powers quite yet or how to apply them. So I felt like they're hand in hand almost in in the part they play in the movie. Yes, yes. Um, moving right along, Batman and Wonder Woman didn't see eye to eye. We already discussed that a little bit. Uh, I loved how they are clearly the, like the top two until Superman comes back, and they were not seeing eye to eye, which I liked. Right. Um, it's not all and. I I felt like there was more hatred between not hatred. There was more Animosity. of a disconnect between them two than there was even Iron Man and Cap. 
because Iron Man and Cap was just like over a document that was signed, which was like weird. Well, that was like building back in Captain America. Well, not sure. I, I think the second one, but yeah. Sure, sure. And, and I and I get that, but in the end, that's what it is. This was like reviving a dead being. Like that's there's a lot more consequences that goes along with that. And I felt like there was a a greater argument in Wonder Woman's favor that like right. we probably shouldn't mess with this stuff. Um well, but, especially yeah. when Bruce is talking to a god. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I feel that. And that's uh, and that's moving right along into my next <laughs> Batman Batman moving continues right along. Moving. Uh Batman continues to be humanized, which is yes. exactly what he should be. Yes. I don't want to see him too powerful because he is our connection to this universe. For how much I love everybody else outside of Superman in this movie, he is still our emotional connection and relatable character in this universe. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have powers and they even make fun of it in the movie. Yep. Um, What's your power he, again? He, I'm rich. I'm rich and I do it. Um <laughs> I I loved pretty much every scene with him in it, and uh, it was kind of interesting to see this movie not be as dark as like uh, Batman vs Superman. Mm -hmm. It it was still gritty, but it wasn't like brutally dark. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, which right off that, it was funny. The movie was just funny in parts. I it was way fun. First of all, it was way funnier than I expected, and. I felt like DC is so dark that it really caught me off guard to how funny it was. I was, I bursted out laughing. First of all, I don't do that in a general sense. <laughs> Even if it's a, like a, a good movie, I usually don't do that. And I yeah. felt myself like bursting out in laughter. Like I, I did not expect any of that conversation to happen. <laughs> um, and even like the whole epic uh, holding him asking, asking Bruce, so Superman holding Bruce saying, do you bleed? Yeah. I was like, yes, they just came full circle. Let's do this. And then, yeah. and then like 10 seconds later, he's like, something's definitely bleeding. This isn't good. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, this is, this is hilarious. I love this. Because <clears throat> he was laying there like, uh, like a family guy character where they always have like their legs flopped over when they're hurt. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, I love it. <laughs> um, and I, I felt like the, the humor wasn't forced. Like it made sense yeah. in the conversation. Uh, and like we have already talked about, sneaker bag was saying that's part of the Joss Whedon side of the directing role. The the funny, the funniness, yeah, the comedy, if you were. Mm. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> um, I know it's just Mopar rambling through my list, but that's about uh, it, though, right? I got five more things, bro. Oh shit, motherfucker! Um, we, we touched on it already. A lot of this stuff we're already being touched on. Um, yeah. uh, the historic battle was awesome. Green yep. Lantern. Lord of the I style. just want to see more of that, and I'm sure we will. I'm hoping the the Aquaman movie is actually based back then. That'd be sweet. And we see stuff like that. That would be awesome. Just like how Thor was. Yeah. The first um, Thor. Well, half of the first Thor. We've already talked about Lois is the key. The way it wraps all the way back around from Batman vs Superman. Yep. Um. The other thing that I really liked about the action sequences is the filming shots that were very comic-like. There was many times where Batman like floated down and he like, if you paused it right then and there, it was like a perfect comic cut yeah. from, from you know, book to screen. Um, and I thought like they did that with many characters throughout the movie where in scene, you saw the guys doing different things. It was right. just like, I've seen that. 
posture, that move in in a comic book. Right. Um, which was very, very cool. Fuck yeah, how sweet. Um, and the the final thing I do have is the throwback to the Batman and Superman themes. Yep. When they've added that, uh, I know. Dude, I loved it I just too. raised my hand. I was, kid, like, I was like, fuck yeah. It was like two seconds of banana. I was just like, oh. So a oh. lot of people, a lot of people are actually mad that they uh first of all that Danny Elfman did the score in the first place and that he brought those themes back. People Why would you be mad that. at that? Well, and Danny Elfman himself was talking shit about he was mad that Hans Zimmer didn't use his Batman theme in the Nolan trilogy. No one cares. Shut up. <laughs> That's kind of what I said, too. I was like, I think Hans Zimmer snuck it in there once or twice for a little quote, but I mean, that's that's the Batman theme. You can change it and rework it to make it more badass to fit in with 2017 style movies. Um, I didn't, I wasn't amazed by the score, but I'm glad that he snuck those things back in there. That was sweet. I have to admit, I wasn't really paying attention to the music almost at all, and I don't remember anything specifically about the music in the film. But do you have any sayings or that's kind of the point thoughts? though? You're not supposed to. I don't know. Depends it's supposed the, to build the, the action, movie. build the feeling, build yeah. Like something like Support Interstellar, that. you might these big epic sweeping shots, you might notice how the music is actually like the details about the music, but a lot of times, especially with superhero stuff, it's just supposed to support what's happening on screen. So I didn't really notice sure. anything and outburst. Sure. Except for the Batman theme, obviously. All right. I have, a, I have a summary of this movie. Okay, cool. Not even of the movie, just how, how I wish it had happened. What had happened was, I think if they made the solo Batman movie after Wonder Woman and part of it was him trying to start tracking down people to join a team and then Justice League came out I think that would have made a lot more sense so you're saying they would have built an entire movie around him tracking people down not the entire movie but if there was a Batman movie and throughout that part of it was him finding because he, he finds those uh, those logs at the end of BVS and then we see Wonder Woman so if part of it was him finding Flash, Cyborg, and what's-his-face, and then we get a full Justice League movie that starts off with them as a team, like right when they join up. Uh, okay. I mean, we I, at the very last scene of Batman vs. Superman, Wonder Woman and, and uh, Bruce Wayne are talking and saying, like, we need to get everybody together. So, I mean, they, they've already put it in motion and already discussed it. Yeah. I feel like it, when you fall right into place... Um, into Justice League, it makes sense. I feel like they're he did he's he's the greatest what is it detective of all time. He knows where everybody is. Like yeah, there's not not much else that you need to do. I don't know. I'm I guess I'm I'm conflicted in general. I just I don't want them to like copy Marvel as far as setting up like six movies to lead to a team movie. I get that. Like I don't want them to just copy it. But I do feel like they could have done more before Justice League or more in Justice League to make it a little more impactful. Well, again, I, I think uh, if there is a director's cut and it's... Uh, I think they announced it. I think they already said more, If it's more violent and not gory, but more violent, more brutal, yeah. I think it really could add a lot to this movie, just like it did for Batman vs. Superman. So we'll see. I think they did. Um, um, credit scene, talk about? I, I, I honestly, I saw it, but I, I forget what it was, what... The one was Superman and Flash race, so fuck, I don't care. Uh, okay. And the other one was you find someone's coming up to Lex Luthor 
bald in Arkham and they get up to him. He turns, realizes it's not him. And then you see Deathstroke approaches Lex Luthor on a yacht and like walks up. And I can't remember what the hell they say. They're talking about the, ah, uh, oh my God, I'm going to be so mad. Ah, uh, creating a league of their own. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. They got to get together a team of their own. Yeah. What is that? Justice League? The Legion of Doom. Yes, the Legion of Doom. So, which is a terrible 70s, 60s. <laughs> I'm, first of all, I'm so happy they never mentioned the words Justice League yes. in the movie. Yes. I'm so happy they didn't do that. Right. Because you don't, it's not necessary. Of course. It can be just a title of the movie and they, they are a league. Um, for justice. Yeah, so that was a cool post-credit scene. Deathstroke looks like a badass, and I really liked Jesse Eisenberg's Lex, Lex Luthor right from the jump. I I never really hated on that, so. I feel like there's pe- there's no middle ground. Like, you either hate him. Game of Thrones. Oh, no middle ground. Um, what would you rate this movie? Seven. That's not bad. Six, uh, I was I was go like six and a half or seven. I probably, if we're doing halves, then I probably. Uh, you know, I made I made comments to uh, to Glass Armor about how I th- I thought this was the best DC film, um, and obviously the 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 top one, um, Warner Woman. Mm-hmm. But I, I think the issue is I saw Warner Woman probably a couple of days before I saw Justice League. And I just wasn't overly impressed with it when I watched it that time. Um, like overall, the movie's great. But maybe it's just my excitement. And I, I, I think there's more downfalls in the Justice League. But I do overall think... I enjoyed it more. So it's kind of that confliction where I want to give it like an eight and a half, where if I gave Wonder Woman a nine, but if I had to put it in order, I'd probably like Justice League, then Wonder Woman, <laughs> then BVS, yeah. then maybe Suicide Squad, because I hate Superman that much where Man of Steel would just <laughs> would just come in last place. Because I would I've seen Man of Steel once and I'll never see it again. I think I own it. At least you can never- sit through Suicide Squad and talk shit about it and have fun. Yeah. And it's yeah, there's stuff going on. There's so many characters. That's yeah, it's it's cool. You think we so if, should, you had, if you had to do a list, what would you? Uh, I would say Batman vs Superman, Wonder Woman, Justice League, Man of Steel, Suicide Squad. Okay, I like BVS a fuck ton. I don't know why. I don't think it's as bad as everyone made it out to be. Kind of like prequel style. I like it a lot. Yeah, I'm excited to uh, first of all, obviously, see the director's cut of Justice League, but yeah. also. Just first, just see it again. Yeah. I'd like to uh, really start digging into. And the issue is that if I see it again, I, th- I feel like I'm gonna start picking it apart more, mm, more and more. But, unfortunately, uh, yeah. But uh, do you we'll, think we we'll should? See. Do you think we should start doing beer review ratings for everything instead of these out of ten? No, I feel like movies are so many different aspects. I, that- I'm not qualified to fucking rank a film out of ten. We're not qualified to drink not, beer. I, well, I'm definitely qualified for that. <laughs> like so, so our beer rating style, I'll give it a one. I'd say if you're super obsessed with DC, go see it now. But in general, just wait, get it on DVD or Netflix. If you're gonna force it on me, I'm gonna say three then. Pissed. Because they, yeah, I, I, it's something that you need to see now. I I feel like it was good enough. Yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna generalize it that way. 
So, all right, guys, this was an extra long episode. We got extra hammered pissed. 2014 um, style, baby. Mopar only cost 33 times. So, uh, <laughs> we do need a, a McLean. You got to text the group chat. We do need a final count so we know <laughs> how many beers he has to chug on December 1st. I did. Uh, I went about <laughs> halfway through the episode, and then we started we started getting into Battlefront. You I can't, can't hold more. it back for Battlefront. I know. So, um, thank you guys for tuning in. One last. Well, let's do a last plug for the Utini. Utini subscription box that is coming a week after Last Jedi launches. You'll get a new canon book every month and some other Legends material that ties into it. So, y o u t i n i dot com, and they're on social. Check it out. Patrons uh, will be getting a discount code when it does launch. So if you want to be ready for that. Oh, and he will be um, the founder of Utini will be on our private Patreon group call next Sunday. So he'll be on answering questions about the service. And the people in the, our Patreon group chat were like super obsessed when we told them the idea. And they have a lot of ideas for the type of books and the type of content that they want to get from him. So he'll be in chatting with them getting some ideas and things. Uh, so if you want to sign up for that, like I said, Utini, check them out. And if you want to get discounts, sign up for Patreon. <laughs> uh, last but not least, um, if you guys are local to Columbus and you're a fan of the show and you like a bunch of beer, come win this helmet. Can, you can win this indestructible helmet. <laughs> you could be a real X-Wing pilot. <laughs> You be <laughs> plus ten agility whenever you wear it. Um, you guys want to head on over to our Facebook page where you can um, get tickets, tickets for the show for the event. Yes. Um, if you guys are want to go see the movie uh, that Friday night, um, even if you don't have tickets for a showing on Friday night, you can come and hang out. True, five hundred first is going to be there. It's going to be a fun time. We got a, a land grant a beer that we are helping put together. Um, I'll be there tomorrow. Be, It'll be there. You'll be there tomorrow. Starting the brew process. That'll be fun. Um, <clears throat> we do want to mention if you want to be uh, a part of the extraordinary awesomeness that is the uh, Last Jedi poster that we had local artists create, um, you do want to grab tickets online. They're 15 bucks online beforehand. If you get them at the door, 20 bucks. Yes. Um, so it will save you a couple bucks if you get them uh, beforehand. Um, it'll get you stuff like tickets for the drawing to win uh, the extra stuff. You'll definitely get a poster um, and most likely you'll get a beer ticket to try our land grant beer that we're we'll brewing. buy so, you a beer, McLovin. So for 15 bucks, you get an awesome poster, you get some beer you, and uh, get some you get a ticket to win some shit. So Amber, you can't win shit. Stay away. Um, <clears throat> so, And there are still right, showings throughout that day. 10 a.m. is sold out, but they have showings think like 1, 4, 7, and 10 p.m. So in between there, come party, walk across the street, see the movie, come back, get drunk. It's all good. World of Beer. Yeah. We want to we give them a shout out yeah. because uh, we're super excited. Yeah. It's an awesome venue. They're working with us. Greatness, awesomeness. Uh, and everybody knows World of Beer. You guys can uh, drink whatever you want. So it's good a time. perfect fit. So thanks, everybody over there. So, all right, guys. All right, episode, I have to say it. Episode 125. We didn't say it earlier. That's true. 125. So many fucking episodes. <laughs> I love it. Not having it. Uh, we got trying. one more next week is going to be our final sober showing of Mopar. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> Until eternity. Um, yeah, so next week will be our last uh, one. And then what, starting back again on the third, uh, normal ass beer reviews. 
Um, thank you guys for tuning in. This has been a long one. Mopar's going to take a real long nap called going to fuck asleep <laughs> real quick. Super pissed. All right, guys. Love you. I, I'm just going to say I'm Mopar and that's how we're going to end it. <laughs>